Howard Stern. This morning between Ozzy Osbourne and Rob Zombie. Why? Hey now. Well, I, you know, people might think, oh, what, what happened? Did Ozzy die? No, I'm celebrating Ozzy's 75 years on the planet. No one thought Ozzy Osbourne would live to 75, including Ozzy. <laughs> and so I'm starting off the show by honoring Ozzy, who I love. I love his music and I love his whole thing, you know, the whole out of control. I I love a guy like Ozzy because I wish I could be a, a touch more like him where like I'm neurotically concerned about other people. Like he doesn't care about any you know what I mean? He just he's just going through his life. If you don't like what he's doing, deal with it. He doesn't worry. He's got his coloring book. He just draws in it all day, goes and makes music, goes on tour. If you don't, you're not happy with him, fuck you. You know what I mean? And, and, and he does whatever he wants to do without thinking about the consequences. I would like to be about 10% more like that. 10%. Well, that would be, you're asking for 10% of no control. Yeah. And then the rest yes. be controlled. I don't even know if that's possible. In other words, I wish I could be <laughs> a little more oblivious to everyone around me. Uh, you know, I just take it all. I take life a little too seriously, and Ozzy just kind of meanders through. And I, I don't want to be full on Ozzy because that to me might be a disaster. I don't want any of the <laughs> ad addiction and all that. You don't want the full love. Yeah. I don't want to go full Ozzy, but I would like to go. You know, 
I've never seen, I've only seen the Aussies and then the in control people. I've never seen anybody sort of, sort of out of control. Yeah, those people fly under the radar. Those are the people you don't really know anything about. Last month uh, was Ozzy's uh, 75th birthday. Yeah, so we didn't get to say anything about it. And I just want to say that to me, Ozzy really does embody the rock and roll spirit, the look, the attitude, the wild stories, and his voice and singing style is one of the most recognizable singing voices in rock and roll history and you know you know you you know that i i don't have to tell you when you just hear the opening to crazy train you know it's ozzy it's so original it's beautiful he's been uh, nominated for 12 grammys won five times oh wonderful yeah He's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with of Black course. Sabbath. Yeah. He released 22 albums, both solo and with Black Sabbath. He's admired by musicians across all genres, from uh, Tom Morello to Carrie Underwood. In fact, um, there he goes. Listen to what fellow musicians have said about him on the show, and you'll... I think these are nice testimonials. Tom Morello's Black Sabbath, the greatest heavy metal band of all time. James Hetfield. I grew up playing in backyard parties, and I played Sabbath songs and Ozzy songs. Adam Levine. Dry Ozzy vocals are so rad. Because he's such a lunatic, and that's in the best way. Billy Corgan. Probably my favorite band of all time. Black Sabbath. For me, Ozzy's a fucking god. Yeah. I mean, it's across all genres. So today I pay tribute to the legendary Ozzy Osbourne, 75 years old. What is his actual old. birthday? Um, what the hell was it? You know, at the time, you know, I was going to do this on his birthday, but we didn't, uh. you know, we weren't here. I'll look it up. I bet you it's someone's going to jump on real quick with that information. That's how my, December 3rd, December 3rd is his birthday. Okay, uh, there you go. So Ozzy got his start singing in the 60s. We know that. And his band was, he got into a band with a guy who I think has the greatest name in rock and roll, better than Ozzy Osbourne, is Geezer Butler. Geezer. <laughs> Whenever I hear those guys talk about the early, it's like, you know, Geezer, well, Geezer. And it's just Geezer Butler is such a great name. How did he get that name? Geezer Butler was on bass. Probably looked old. Bill Ward on drums and Tony Iommi on guitar. And they gave themselves the name Black Sabbath. And if you remember, I think you would know this, Robin, that after uh, they named the, the band after a Boris Karloff movie that was playing across the street from their rehearsal space. Uh, this is the movie trailer that they saw. This is Black Sabbath. Starring the incomparable Boris Karloff. The personable Mark Damon and lush and lovely women. Even though one is from the netherworld, a vampire, a burdelac. Black Sabbath, as ancient as superstition, as modern as the telephone. And, and what's so great about that is it is such chance because, you know, uh, we had Ozzy on and I once asked him about this. And again, I, I don't even understand half of what he said, but the band was called Earth. Earth, E-A-R-T-H. Oh, okay. That was the original name of the band. Then they saw that trailer. And they became Black Sabbath, but 
the rest of the details, I defy you to understand. <laughs> but but this name Black Sabbath defined them because they were like, let's make music that's scary. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they weren't they yeah. were just looking to be rock stars. They weren't they didn't know from Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath we used to be called Earth. Right. And then we thought sounded so many throws so me about Earth. <laughs> what kind of name is that? <laughs> You're throwing up. But you were right the time. Oh, no, and then Tony we used to rehearse for across the road if I remember from a movie theater. I just you know, it's really strange that people go to see horror films and get scared. Why don't we start writing scary music? Right. Maybe just slog slog we never realised that fucking black magic was real. Right. We didn't know. We thought it was a fucking Hollywood yeah, way people, of making money. People thought you were like into black magic. And we started evil. getting invites to fucking midnight at the cemetery for black magic. <laughs> what the fuck's this? You just tapped into the time. I'm, I'll be home late tonight, Mama. Where are you going? I'm black mass at the cemetery. <laughs> You know, you, you sort of get what it, he's so great. I mean, uh, and, and it, it, it's so true about show business. Like one day your band is named Earth. You're going nowhere. You see this thing, Black Sabbath. Hey, that'd be cool if we had a scary band. And they, and that's it. But, you know, listen, the music still has to hold up. You know, you got to once you decide to make scary music, it better be fucking great. And then people started calling Ozzy the Prince of Darkness. Um, he told me the opening of their song Black Sabbath would make girls in the audience freak out and think the band was agents of Satan. And he liked that. <laughs> it was like, whoa, we're on to something. You know, this sounds like a monster movie. Horrible. Very definitely, yeah. Anyway, that whole Sabbath period... You talk about hits. I mean, here's a montage of some of them. It was Iron Man, Paranoid, War Pigs, and of course, uh, Changes. I love this song. And then uh, the other thing I know about uh, Black Sabbath, the, uh, the band's drug use was out of control, of course. It's legendary. And when they recorded the album that had changes on it, one point they had a, uh, a speaker box full of cocaine delivered to the studio. And it was also the first album they tried to produce themselves. And when I had Geezer and Ozzy in together, they told me about in 2013 the breakup of the band because all this was going on, the drug use, they're trying to produce everything themselves and the whole thing. The whole apart. band was falling apart at that. Is it back in the 70s? This yeah. Show? yeah and we what were was all... making it fall apart? The drugs? Yeah, it was I mainly mean, the drugs, but we, and we were, we were managing ourselves because we'd been ripped off horribly in the seventies, and we were trying to produce our own albums and, and trying to do everything ourselves. And it's just absolutely impossible. When you manage yourself, there is no way as a band that can work out. No, you just can't no. do it because everybody's got different opinions of what you're supposed to be doing. None of us were business wise. No, God knows. And, were, uh, yeah. and when we went, when we were getting out of the first manager, we <laughs> went to the uh, the lawyers, and they started ripping us off. So. Oh my God! Who can you trust? 
And well, then, Ozzy, that's why, I mean, you had Sharon. You could at least oh, trust yeah, I mean, her. If it wasn't for Sharon, I would have been dead years right. ago. Geezer said <laughs> Ozzy would have died. Oh, there you go. That's the end of the clip. It was getting good. I, I got to go back and listen to that whole interview. <laughs> anyway, so Ozzy leaves Black Sabbath. You're interested in all this, right? I mean, in honor of Oh, yeah. I'm birthday. sitting yeah. here. I'm still contemplating. They thought they could manage themselves. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, on what planet could they? I mean, that's insane, right? <laughs> that's crazy. So Ozzy leaves the band. Uh, all around that same time, he divorced his first wife. He starts dating his manager's daughter, who is Sharon. You forget that Ozzy used to be married to someone else. Sharon wisely convinces Ozzy to go solo. Ozzy teams up with that guitar player, the legendary Randy Rhodes. Yeah. They start working on a solo record. And the first single was Crazy Train. So it was Ozzy again proving himself great. And by the way, uh, this is another thing I know. The guitar riff in the the guitar riff in Crazy Train was inspired by the legendary Steve Miller from the song. Remember Swing Town? Yeah. Randy sped up Swing Town and reversed the notes and wrote Crazy Train. That's uh, wow. based on this song. Yeah. That turned into that. Yeah, I know. I'm always blown out by shit like that. What an incredible guitarist that that kid Randy Rhodes was. He um he did that thing in like three takes. The guitar solo did the three takes. They were almost identical, so they ended up leaving all three in. One take is in the left channel. There's another take in the right channel, and then there's another take in both. And that's so why the he's solo. He's playing with himself. It, like I do every day. It's there's three different solos going on right here. It's an amazing, complicated musical achievement. Really amazing. Randy Rhodes. And then, uh, unfortunately, Randy died in a plane crash when he was yeah. 25 years old. And as he said, he, he said he knew Randy wasn't long for the world when he met him and says he thinks about Randy almost every day. So, you know, big impact. I don't know why Ozzy thought that. Like, you know, how did he know? You, you've never met anybody you thought wasn't going to live very long? No, no, oh, no, I haven't. Okay. I mean, how would I know that? You have there are people, people you think you can't even imagine them old, you know, like that the way yeah. they live, how they are. Well, they yeah, you could say for this world, you could say like Keith Richards would have been one of those guys, but but he's alive. Maybe I yeah. don't know Keith, but you know, like mm. there are certain people you know, like that person can't possibly survive. And they died. Do you mean you knew people that yeah. actually died? Well, I, yeah. I don't really know anyone like that. But anyway, getting back to the Ozzy Randy thing, bark at the moon. Uh, was one of the first songs Ozzy wrote without Randy after his death. It's about a werewolf that comes back from the dead seeking revenge. So Ozzy just keeps, you know, keep on keeping on. Ozzy wrote, Ozzy wrote Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Which is such a great song. 
I mean, Ozzy's a force. And then um, uh, Mama, I'm Coming Home was Ozzy's biggest solo hit. He uh, had recently gotten sober for I don't know how long, but with Sharon's help, and he wrote the song about it. I mean, Ozzy's really something. And it is incredible how, like, when you talk to Ozzy, you can't understand a word. But yet when he sings, he does articulate and enunciate. Yeah. And they're real uh, words that he writes, you know, like you think his writing would be as garbled as his speech, but it's not. I did ask Ozzy one time about his famous incident about biting the head off a bat. And then Ozzy, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't even find that clip. But Ozzy explained how the whole thing happened in a. In an interview with a thing called Coffee with Ozzy, a coffee with Ozzy, but here he is talking about the bad. So I like sick humor, I like s- sick kind of things, like that. as long as it's funny, you know. And I always like custard pie fights, you know. So I thought I, was, I took the diary of a madman tour out on the road, and I, and I put it on the ads that bring your own meat, and we'll have a meat fight at the show, like so. Like I'd throw buckets of meat out there, and they'd throw like a few steaks at first. But then as the tour was progressing, like things were coming on these stage like from other planets like you know like dead dogs and all kinds of things are coming on stage and it's one night and, and amongst them they would often throw like rubber ducks and you know chickens and things and this bat thing landed on this and I thought it was a, it was one of them rubber things and I got I, and, I, and I picked this thing and I bit into it and, and I look on the side of the stage and Sharon's got Sharon's going oh shit <laughs> amazing yeah, so I guess he invited people to bring meat. And so so the bat was dead, according to Ozzy, already, and he bit the head off. I don't know. It, it's very confusing. But it was real. It was, Yeah. Yeah, it was real. It's pretty dangerous. Like, he should have died from that. Like, that that might have even started COVID-19. You know, who knows? Because <laughs> doesn't that come from bats? But anyway, uh, Robin... As you say, he's one of those guys you'd meet and say there's no way Ozzy was going to make it to 75 years old. I mean, even Ozzy didn't believe he'd make it to 75. Yeah. I mean, you know, he did it all. Didn't he? He peed at the Alamo. He snorted a line of ants. <laughs> he ate a live dove at a meeting with record executives. I mean, he's done weird stuff. Ozzy's concerts were like a wet market. We didn't know that Ozzy was a comedian. He says he calls that uh, sick humor. (laughs) Ozzy survived all of that weird shit and a bunch of drugs on top of it. He and a friend once snorted seven grams of cocaine to hide it from the police who were trying to get into his room. Jeez, you're supposed to throw it in the toilet, Ozzy. No, another time he roofied himself and got stuck between his bed and the wall for five hours. (laughs) These are legendary stories. He roofied himself. And, you know, it's all funny and stuff, but he should have been dead. But he lived. Yeah. Oh, here's a great clip uh, we found in 2013. Ozzy told me he had a sober caretaker who made sure there were no drugs or alcohol anywhere. 
And so I um, I said, well, he must be here with you now. He goes, oh, yeah. And I bring him in and I asked the caretaker a few questions about working with Ozzy. And it was a definite home run. I take care of Ozzy's day-to-day stuff. Right. So let's say we see Ozzy having, like, he's around a bottle of alcohol and it looks like he's about to take a drink. What do we do? Like, what's the, what's the, dr- what's the drill? Well, first of all, we don't even have that bottle near him. Right. So we make sure it's not even near him. So Beautiful. that's our job. That's- so Ozzy just can't walk into any room. You got to make sure the room is empty of booze. Right? We always walk into the room first before Ozzy goes in. Wow. So you guys go in and scan the room like like what the Secret Service does for the president. That's right. The mini, mini bar is empty before he goes into the hotel room. Wow. So, so mini bar's out. Mini Everything's bar's out. out. Now, do you uh, have the to... president will check that while he's fucking soldiers. <laughs> Why do I love your life so much? I mean, it's just like out of control, Ozzy. It's just crazy. It's the craziest life ever, isn't it? It's beautiful. It is. <laughs> I mean, it is beautiful. It's they they beautiful. have to they have to pay a guy. I mean, that's steady work, a full time gig, like just to make sure Ozzy doesn't get a drink. And it doesn't occur to Ozzy like I could save a ton of money if I just stop drinking. It's like right. It's just it's there's like commotion around him. He's calm, and there's commo. It's almost like his life is weekend at Bernie's. They just drag him from room to room. And things happen like around him. You know what I mean? It's it's. But just, he's like the eye of the storm. He's yeah. calm yes. in the center, but yes. everything around him is chaos. Yeah, there's some guy running around trying desperately <laughs> to make sure there's no alcohol in the room. I mean, think about it. And and uh, and you know, one of the things I always loved about Ozzy, aside from the music, is that juxtaposition between demonic rock star and family man. Because I had met his family on our show many times. And I was like, wow. I remember seeing Ozzy off the air when I was staying in L.A. in a hotel. And you'd see Ozzy with this beautiful family, Sharon and the kids. And it was so wild to see Ozzy trying to be like a dad. Uh, This is a great clip. In 2002, his daughter Kelly told me a story about walking in on him and Sharon having sex. Oh, <laughs> it was great. I forgot. Ozzy right. and I locked our bedroom door. No, it wasn't locked. No, it was. Did yeah, you see no, them making was, love? No, it wasn't locked. You I caught was, your parents making love. No, it, it wasn't making love. It was just having sex. It was disgusting. Really? Oh, and the, I, the door was open. I was walking in because I was just. So what did she school. do? She gets on the house into come and goes, Mom and Dad are having sex. No, but wait a second. You no. saw? Was it traumatic? It must have. No, been. I never I'm caught my parents. For life. You are scarred for life. I'm oh not kidding. God. It was disgusting. Well, wait a I, minute. I know, and then they kind of, they stopped like, oh, we're just hugging. I'm like. They were yeah. naked. Yeah, right, mom. Oh. Right, dad. Like, that's great. Whatever. <laughs> what was oh. like, you know? Seven nine, in the, like, nine seven. in the morning on a Sunday. Right? <laughs> on a Sunday. I was about to go to school. That's why I walked in to say bye. Wait, was a swing involved or ropes or anything weird like <laughs> was that? Was mom tied up? Was mom tied up? <laughs> <laughs> With a gag on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Big ball in your mouth. I would have loved that. So great. They don't care. Like, nobody uh. really is upset. If Kelly really is upset, no one really knows or cares or says anything. Uh, a, a few years before that, I asked Kelly what it was like having Ozzy as a dad. And she told me he'd fall asleep at parent-teacher conferences. I mean, it's so <laughs> great. <laughs> like I, I was like worried what the teachers would think of me when I went to my kid's parent-teacher. No, not Ozzy. You know, he, he's full-on Ozzy no matter where he is. Do you think your dad's cool or are you like fed up with him? <laughs> 
I always thought my kids. I always thought my kids would think I was cool, but they don't Even seem all to. The Osborne's kids don't think. He's cool. I know. <laughs> yeah. They don't live Whenever with you. They're going. They go, Dad, don't embarrass us. Right. Don't embarrass us. Yeah, my kids tell me I embarrass them all the time. The worst they, thing is when Dad goes to a meeting our school and falls asleep. Oh, oh my. Now that's good. That's bad. You're saying Dad has to meet with the teachers? Yeah, and then my mom goes, Oh, oh, he's he's been up all night worrying about this meeting. He's very tired. There was one time. Uh, uh, we Ozzie, why don't you stay away for the meeting with the teachers? I'm stoned all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stoned all the time. <laughs> See what I mean? Well, I need I about ten percent of that. Comes up with those. Oh, he he was up all night worrying about this meeting. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And then, of course, that whole family dynamic exploded onto MTV with the reality show, The Osbournes, yeah. which that led to a whole new level of fame for Ozzy. It was the best performing show in MTV history when it debuted. It would even won an Emmy. And the show followed Ozzy and his family in their day-to-day life after they moved to California. And, you know, and then you had Ozzy being the big star on stage, but you've got a real peek into their life and the show, remember the show opened up with like a cheesy version of Crazy Train, like a dead. Crazy. <laughs> but that's how it goes. The show was so perfect. And it lasted, you know how many, how many seasons do you think it lasted? You'd be surprised. I'm going to say five. And pretty close, four. Oh. I would have thought longer, but it was four seasons. Well, Ozzy got fed up with being filmed all the time. I think it really got to him. He told me. Yeah. He, he asked production for a safe room on set where he could avoid cameras. <laughs> they weren't looking for that. I remember saying to the guys, look, I've got to have a safe room. When it all gets too much, I've got to have a room where I can go and scratch my ass or pick my nose or whatever. Right. And I'm no cameras. And so I'm sitting there. I don't, you know, it's, it's really strange. Feeling. I'm, just, I'm, I'm sitting in this room. And I suddenly get this really weird feeling. I'm thinking, oh, this is getting too much to you. So I'm just browsing around the room. And I look in the corner and I go, what the hell's that? And it's one of them little cameras. Yeah. And I said to the guy, I thought this was a safe room. What's safe about that? I'm scratching my balls in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, well, we have to know where you are. I said, well, if I'm not in the house and this is a safe room, he's got a good chance of scratching my balls in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Even this, they put a camera in the safe room. And he's so, like, matter-of-fact, but he goes, what's this? I thought we had a safe room. I'm scratching my balls. <laughs> um, do you remember that story, too, about Ozzy? It was, like, around 2010. They had some geneticists test Ozzy's, you know, genetics and found out he has variants that impact his resilience to meth and other drugs that basically what? Ozzy's like Superman, like, yeah. You know, he has high tolerance to these drugs, but, but just genetically, <laughs> which made sense. Maybe that's how he stayed alive. <clears throat> anyway, Ozzy's still working, 75 years old. He put out a new solo album in 2022. And right before the pandemic, he had a top 10 song with uh, Post Malone, which was called uh, Take What You Want, which is just amazing for a guy, you know. Most rock stars do not record new songs when they get up into the 70s. They're, they're no. kind of afraid of it. They don't, you know, they want their legacy to be pure. But Ozzy still takes chances. I feel you crumbling my arms down to your heart. And he still sounds great. You bled me dry just like the tears you never 
really surprising. And, uh, you know, he's timeless. Timeless songs, rock and roll attitude, killer voice, great sense of humor. He's a true rock royalty. We're lucky to still have him alive. Uh, that's why I celebrate him here in the opening of the show. 75 years old. I didn't want that occasion to pass without saying something. No. And, uh, you know, you can always hear Ozzy on his Sirius XM channel, Ozzy's Boneyard on Channel 38. I'll give him a plug because that's a great channel. I listen to it all the time. It's like Ozzy songs and a lot of great metal hits. And um, and some things that you really get turned on to, like you didn't know so well. And I really enjoy it. Uh, also, uh, in honor of Ozzy's 75th birthday, I have something on our section of the app. Ozzy Osbourne on the Stern Show. It's a video celebration of Ozzy's history with this show. And it includes 30 minutes of Ozzy's best appearances with Sharon and the kids, especially when the kids are young. It's just so sweet. And uh, also the special has other music legends talking about what makes Ozzy great and so many more little moments there. So how about that? Ozzy Osbourne, 75 years old, man. Who would have predicted? Never oh. dreamed Ozzy would be 75. Yeah, I see a lot of people are on the phone. Uh, I got a lot to get to, but you got to forgive me. I got to go pee. I didn't have a chance what? this morning. I got wow. it started late. I'm still uh, struggling a bit with this COVID. I still got a little bit of a cough, and it's really nagging at me. So I'm going to take a couple of breaks more than I normally do, try to pace myself here. Yeah, so anyway, it was sort of a weird uh, birthday weekend because, you know, Beth had the COVID, but she got over it real quick, and she doesn't even get any sleep or anything, and she gets over it fast. And, I don't know, I'm, I'm still coughing and... I'm not like 100%. I'm so exhausted. I slept for like three hours in the afternoon yesterday and it was like, wow. And then I woke up and I was like, I lost the whole day. You know, like, where did the day yeah, go? Yeah, we three don't have much of a day. It's dark no. by five. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what happened? I don't know. So I'm like all depressed about that. You know, I think, I mean, I'm feeling better, but I'm not 100%. And, Part of the well, problem no with illness. You're no longer contagious. You're, you're no. able to move around. Yeah, no, but the part of my problem is it's work. That, you know, when you do a radio show, you worry about your voice all the time and being able to talk and feel good, you know, and try and be funny. So, like, I'm laying in bed last night. I'm like, oh shit, I got to work tomorrow. And I'm watching the Emmys, which were absolutely awful, by the way. I think. I don't know if you watched them. They were awful. Awful. I know most people were watching football. I got to get into football because I'm watching these Emmys and I'm realizing the absurdity of it. And I don't know half the television shows. And uh, ah! I don't know. The whole thing was just a a, ah! a, a fucking mess and turns me off to, to show business. Football. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, good for you. Try. I saw some. Uh, alerts that the red carpet was starting and I said no I'm not I'm not going to do that so smart I watched and uh I didn't know the host I don't know his work Anthony something or other and uh he had his mom in the audience and she was like cutting people off and I I didn't like it because uh, th that woman I love Jennifer Coolidge from um 
White Lotus. She won an Emmy. So I'm watching and I'm like, oh, good. She's so funny when she talks and she's kind of a train wreck and it's great. And she's just going to start riffing and saying shit. And this dude's mom gets up out of the audience and starts screaming at her to cut. That's it. You got your 40 seconds. And like Jennifer Coolidge, who this is her big moment. I don't know how many more big roles she's going to get. There's this woman in the audience yelling at her. To st- and I was like, oh, my God. You got to fucking be kidding me. And then the thing is weighted all wrong. And then, like, the cast of, um, I don't even know the show. I, I wasn't a fan of it. The guy, I don't even know. One of the shows, they go on and on with a sketch. It's just crazy. Anybody else watch it? There was a cast of. Um, Martin? Martin. And they went on for like 10 fucking minutes, it seemed like. But they had to cut Jennifer Coolidge off after 40 seconds, who's funny and being spontaneous. I don't, the whole thing's just a fucking train wreck. I don't know how they fix it. And some yeah, of I these think shows. The host might have been Anthony Edwards, maybe? Because he's. Is that him? I don't know. Is he a singer? Anderson. Together. Anderson. Anthony, uh, Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson, yeah. And his mother and he do commercials together. Oh, and is so that she's it? now a personality. Oh God, I, I I did not like it. No offense to the dude. I'm sure he was trying hard. It's not an easy gig, but uh, and and to his credit, I mean the he was trying to do. So, is he a singer? Because he was singing at the piano. No, he's an no. actor, and uh, oh. he had a sitcom. It's just there was a lot of his carrying on and. And then this woman, Jennifer Coolidge, gets up and they cut her off just when she's getting warmed up. I don't know. The whole weight of the thing felt awful, but he seems like a likable guy, Anthony. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not that I, it's just and why put his mother in that position where she's yelling at Jennifer? But Coolidge, that's what she does a, in the commercials that, oh, you know, she's become yeah. famous or popular <laughs> for cutting people off and telling them what to do. Yeah, but sort of the reason there's an Emmys is we want to see somebody celebrate their win. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm old fashioned, but I don't know anything about it. But the whole, it's not Anthony Anderson's fault. It's not his mother's fault. It's not anybody's fault. Those shows are just fucking antiquated. Nobody cares anymore. Everybody's watching different things. There's no universal like, oh, I watch this. I watch that. It's you don't even know the shows and. Everything's a, a niche now, so it's not like yeah. you can get an audience together that's all going to be appreciating the same thing. I just hated the, the Emmys, but, pre- also, but it also might be because I'm just not feeling well from COVID. Mm. You know, I'm just not. It just sucks. Like, Don't get it. What, I mean, you're still coughing. I'm yeah, tired. I'm tired. I tried to even work out yesterday, and that didn't go well. I was trying to sort of like will myself out of my funk, but um, I'm better. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm no, I you. know you're better. I, yeah. I remember what your first couple of days on the air were like. They weren't great. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I even did a show over the weekend. So for my birthday, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon were here and a couple of friends. And Kimmel uh, Kimmel. Geez, I love those two guys so much, and I love them together. And I'm, I really do Isn't take that credit. Funny. <laughs> I, I like. Well, I t- I give myself credit for bringing them together because uh, Jimmy Kimmel would stay with me. You know, he'd come in from California and stay with yeah. me. And I was also friends with Jimmy Fallon. And there was one night I um, 
I think we were celebrating Jimmy Kimmel and Molly getting married. It was like a, or something. An engagement party is what yeah. 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 Here in New York, we had a party for them and I invited Jimmy Fallon, who I knew, and they struck up a friendship and it's been, they, they really enjoy each other. You know how many years you know me, and every time I belch mid-sentence, you laugh. <laughs> you just can't get over why. it. Just, you still haven't like gotten over it. Sincere, you're talking about yeah. something important to you, <laughs> and then you just interrupt the whole thing. And it's, and it's like vomit. You know, it's like it's like yeah, it just sounds horrible. It never, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. Just that is so funny. Anyway, um, so those guys were here, and. Um, both Jimmys, I could tell, they wanted to go on the air because they kept bringing up, they go, hey, let me go see the studio. Let's see the studio. <laughs> I take them to the studio. They go, yeah, you know, uh, we should break in. We should break in. I was like, and it was good because I wasn't going to say we should break in because I, I feel weird when people are over my house and I go, hey, let's go on my radio show. I feel weird. You know, well, I don't want to like. I wondered how it happened because the last time you felt terrible that, you know, maybe you had forced people to be on the air. No, this time they forced me on the air. <laughs> they looked. If Jimmy Fallon goes two days without being on some sort of show, <laughs> it looks like he's going to have a nervous breakdown. I'm telling you, I, 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 it, he was in heaven. He was so relaxed. I said to him, Jimmy, you know, it's weird. The Tonight Show doesn't even show off all of your talents. When you're sitting with a microphone, I we did a pop up show. I, you can you can hear it on um, the app. Uh, it's called Birthday Weekend Surprise Show. We broke into the channels for a surprise show with uh, Jimmy and Jimmy and um, Courtney Cox too, and my my good friend for sixty years, Doctor Lou. Was that was well. the most fascinating. Listen to listening to Lou tell stories about you. Yeah, uh, it was great. He said to me afterwards, "Did I embarrass you?" I said, "No, that's why I brought you down. I thought you were going to clam up because he used to get so nervous on air, but he's clearly not nervous anymore." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was great. So I had the Jimmys here, and I said to Jimmy Fallon afterwards, "I mean, Jimmy Kimmel." Loves being on her show. Always has loved being on her show. And Jimmy yes. Kimmel's been listening Kimmel to this show Kimmel. since he was a kid. You know, Jimmy's considerably younger than me. And before he had a and, t uh, the, the show, he used to come and sit in and all yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. And and Jimmy Kimmel's like one of my dearest friends. When I see him, I'm happy. He's got the quickest wit of anybody I know, honestly. He really does. I think if I said to Jimmy Kimmel, dude, write me like 50 jokes on this subject right now. He could do it in an hour. And they'd be funny. He's that good. He's that yeah. funny. And similarly, his wife, uh, Molly, is is an incredible joke writer. Just incredible. And you know their story. I mean, they work together. But uh so Jimmy Kimmel, I knew. I knew he wanted to go on the air. He loved it. <laughs> So I didn't feel funny about that. And he brought it up a couple of times. So I felt very oh, comfortable. That, okay. In fact, it was a true story. What Jimmy said, uh, Molly offered him sex and he was like, no, 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 we're going on the air at four o'clock. <laughs> I got to prepare. <laughs> he didn't want his energy drained. So I thought that was funny. Oh my goodness. 
But uh, Jimmy Fallon, I said to him afterwards, you're so good when you're just sitting with a microphone. He started talking about Barry Manilow. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon started talking about Barry Manilow and this song, Could It Be Magic? And how in the middle of this song, Barry Manilow appears to be having like a nervous breakdown in the middle of the song. I was pissing in my pants. That's how funny <laughs> it was. And I mean, on The Tonight Show, he doesn't get that opportunity. No. I was talking to some people. Every time I do a um, a show with Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel or, or one of those two guys, I said, if I was the producer of The Tonight Show, I would give Jimmy Fallon a sidekick. A guy, like an Ed McMahon, to sit there and ask him questions, you know, or or have a conversation with him because he's, you don't see that aspect of him on The Tonight Show, and it's such a strong aspect, but he's one of those guys that you sit, and he suddenly breaks into, I was talking about the movie Scarface, and next thing I know, he's doing a routine on Scarface, you know what I mean? He's doing Al Pacino in Scarface. And Jimmy Kimmel's so good at directing conversation and asking questions and sort of dropping in these witty comments that it really is, it was one of my favorite moments, just sitting there talking with those two guys at the same time. And we really didn't talk about late night television or anything. I don't no. even know what we talked about. We were just sitting and talking. And, well, you were uh, originally supposed to play music, and there was <laughs> never any music except for the beginning and the end. Well, the premise always is. Jimmy Fallon is like so into music. All he wants to do is come on the air with me, do a pop on where we just play music. So that we were going to do that with Jimmy Kimmel because Jimmy Kimmel will argue about music too. He knows music <laughs> and it's funny. And so we, that was what we were supposed to do, but we didn't do it. We never got to it. No. And what I love to do is Jimmy Fallon cares so much about his music. I go, Jimmy, pick one song that'll really be meaningful to everyone right now. Something profound. And inevitably, no matter what song he picks, I just look at him and go, not that song. And it crushes him. Because crazy. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. He does. Because he has a he vast was... knowledge. <laughs> I was laughing. He was walking around my house. He, all of a sudden I see him coming down, down the, the hall and he, um, he's holding a speaker in one hand and his iPhone in the other and playing music. And I thought, this is insanity, insanity. <laughs> you, you know, what are you doing? Like, in other words, no one, maybe some people don't want to hear music. It doesn't even <laughs> occur to him. He's not and wearing we had, headphones. He's He's got the speaker. No, it's a speaker. <laughs> and then we sit down to have lunch, and he puts the speaker in the middle of the table. Now he's playing music. <laughs> and I went, does it ever occur to him that maybe someone's saying, gee, you know, I, I don't really want to hear this music. It does, I said to him, doesn't it occur to you? He goes, no. There's got to be music everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, the having the two Jimmys, and I thought, well, this will be fun. So we broke in on the channels on uh, Saturday, and we did a hour or two, two hours, I think. Yeah, it was that about that? Yeah, because I got a call, and I said, "Oh, I got to figure this out. How do I? How do I listen inside the house?" <laughs> I love this Barry Manilow rap. I'm going to play it. This is um, 
Jimmy Fallon talking about playing uh, Could It Be Magic from Barry Manilow. Can we fast forward to the end where it gets sure. insane? He starts yelling like... Something is, you know, it's getting out of control. And, you know, this is the best song I've ever heard. Why? But this got me by surprise. You are so right. He's, got, he's having a nervous breakdown. A nervous breakdown. He's, he's dying on stage You're in front of us. No. He's, he's, no, no, oh, no. He's sweating, he's banging on the piano like his Elton John. This is his Betty and the Jets. It this is. is Betty and the Jets. And then wow. he plays Copa, and then he leaves. You see, he's a genius. That is a great observation. You're right. Genius. He's, he's going berserk. He's losing his mind. And, and there's women's yeah. underwear flying oh, past flying his head. Pa and, yeah. Now, and now, now. Men's now. underwear flying yeah. past <laughs> Oh, so great. I'll never listen to that song the same way again. <laughs> no, will anyone else. He's losing now, his mind. Now, 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 now. <laughs> It's great. It's great. Well, anyway, we had so much fun. And uh, you, so you can hear that on the app. The two Jimmies. I wonder now, how, how do you get the word out, though, that you did that? I mean, like, I don't understand. Well, well first of all, that's the point. If you're not okay. listening, a hundred, if you're not listening a hundred percent of the time to the Howard Stern channels, you might miss a moment. Oh, okay. You never know. See, that's one philosophy, but I think. Uh -huh. If I have it right, I think we do tweet out on a, on, I, we have a couple of accounts, Stern Show. Do I have that right, Gary or Jason or anyone who might know? Um, before I do a breakout show or break in show, whatever you want to call it, what, what do you guys tweet? Hmm. I don't know the answer to that. <clears throat> I'm finding it out. All right. <clears throat> That's what I think they do. So, fa real fans it, of the show. Yeah, it, it it would be, uh, you know, awful to think that no one heard it. Stern Show tweeted it out. It was posted on Facebook. Okay. And I hope Instagram. I think Instagram's the most popular, right? I would think so. We don't have TikTok. That's that's. I think we to do now. Popular too. Okay. Yeah, we do. I resisted for a while. Everyone was like, "Well, you want to get on TikTok?" I go, "Who gives a fuck?" But people give a fuck. <laughs> I just don't. So I think we now have TikTok. TikTok, and it was definitely on Instagram. Okay, good. Thank you for All that. Right. So that's well, one good. of the ways. So, so yeah. follow us on social media. That's a good thing to do, so we can get word to you if we're doing something special. Just sign up. We don't. Uh, I don't think we overdo it. You know how some people just like tweet 20,000 commercials a day? Yeah. I think we do a couple of tweets a day. That's it. But, you know, you want to know <coughs> when you want an alert when this happens because it's usually that's how you get special. it. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Last night I'm laying in bed. I'm like. 
I got to stop working because I don't want the pressure of having to do a show if I don't feel well. Like, I, I just want to get better and then come back and do the show. Well, that's how you know it's a job because whether you're sick or well, you have to yeah. do it. Yeah, like I have to do it. And I feel pressure. I'm not Ozzy Osbourne. That's the problem. Ozzy would be like, fuck you. I don't feel good. I'm not doing the show. Me? No. No. I don't want to let down my fans. The fans, listen, the, the fans pay for Sirius XM. I want to deliver. What am I going to do? I want all shows to be surprise shows. Whenever I feel like <laughs> popping in. It was great because I didn't know if I was going to pop in, but I fell asleep for like two or three hours in the afternoon. And then when I woke up, I said to the Jimmy's, okay, we're going down and we're doing it. That's it. And I was like all rested and fine. Pop-up shows are cool. Maybe we'll take a few phone calls. Oh, I should mention too that Jimmy and Jimmy, the Jimmy's, uh, performed a song for my birthday to the tune Which of was Piano amazing. Man. Yeah. It was really good. Beautiful. Heard it on and, your pop it show. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel surprised the fuck out of me. He plays harmonica like super well. Like, I mean, I don't know. I as good as the, on the record. That Blues Brothers guy was, or the Bruce Travelers <laughs> guy was up on stage. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I was shocked. <laughs> um, I could play this song if you want to hear it. I mean, yes, it was so you could listen to it over and over because there's so many references and you're laughing at some and you miss others. I do have an abbreviated version, but I do have the full song, but the full song is five minutes and 34 seconds. Do you guys want I, I, I wish I could take a, an Insta poll if you want to hear the song. I think it's really good. It's really good. It, it yeah. I didn't know it was five minutes. I I would listen to the whole thing. All right, maybe I'll play it. What the hell? We got all morning. Uh, here's Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon doing uh, Penis Man, it's called. <laughs> not Piano Man. Penis Man. And there are many inside references, but I think most people who listen to the show should be able to get them. If you're confused by any of them, just call me and I'll, I'll explain it to you. But here it is. Penis Man. Jimmy playing harmonica. Believe it or not, I was shocked. It's five o'clock on a Friday. Howard's ready for bed. He's an old man, but still working with Gary and Robin and Fred. Show us both in 
churches tonight. We don't care that you're here turning 70. We're keeping you up till midnight. He's crying. 
It's the first time he's ever. That's how you cry. Wow. I mean, what a song. Isn't that? I was very honored. It was great. I'm glad you played the whole thing because it is really great. Well, I love those guys. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel was exactly right. He said, that's the best gift for me. You know? Yes. And um, I don't know where Stephen Colbert is today, but he needs to step his game up. He needs to write me a song. Where is he? Yeah, in all yeah. That. Where is he in this? <laughs> Seth Meyers, no song, outrageous, too much. But uh, those guys, uh, they are really super talents, and uh, really love them. And I love they were they were great. They were just great to come on the air and pop on with me. And afterwards, Jimmy Fallon did say to me, "I think he wants to get on a pop up with me alone." So that we can play oh. music. He just okay. wants to come on and play music with me. But uh, I'll do it one time. Because I see him pretty regularly. Yeah. But so you'll uh, do it another time. I like never getting to any music. I think it's funny. It's funny because you come on with this high intention. <laughs> and then there's no music. <laughs> I should mention John Oliver sent me a 25-minute segment on inheritance tax. That's where but we didn't play it. <laughs> How about that guy at the Emmys, John Oliver? He wins every time. I, I don't. I mean, I, I know Jimmy was there, and Jimmy's been nominated like twenty five. Jimmy Kimmel's been nominated like twenty five times. Uh huh. I told him not to go. They never give it to him, and they should. It's bullshit. Right? Why John Oliver? He doesn't. Yeah. He's not that great all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Every year. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the whole... The Emmys, I, you know, I just see the stupidity in it all. It's just so dumb. I know it's a good vehicle to... You know what I was freaked out about? What? I had no idea how hot John Oliver's wife is. Like, oh, every time I he won... I've never seen her. Oh, fuck. Here, put a, put a look at her. Whoa! I know. Do you think that's what people say when they see me with my wife? Are they like, whoa? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like, John Oliver's wife is, you know who she looks like? Nicole Simpson, except with bigger titties. I was going to say Robin Wright. Yeah, a little of that going on, too. Yeah, yeah. And listen to this. Now that I'm obsessed with his wife, she's an Iraq war veteran. Can you imagine? What? Yeah. She's hot, and she's like kind of, she's accomplished. You don't see that a lot. What did she do in the war? She killed Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah. She walked around in that dress. Everything was stopped. And he had a heart attack. <laughs> she was a medic. She's wow. Even nicer. Okay. She was a medic. Okay. Is she a medical doctor? A medic is not a doctor. No, but I'm saying maybe maybe she maybe is. Maybe she came out and became a doctor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I'm still looking it up. I'm writing a song about her. Kate Norley is her name. I looked it up. <laughs> Holy fuck is she hot. And he was thanking his wife. I was thanking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm a, I'm 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 stalking her on Instagram, I think. Now you're obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, the whole time I'm sitting there going, how the fuck did he get her? Meanwhile, everyone looks at me and goes, how the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> but let, let's take that out of the equation for a second. Let's forget and that. John, 
John Oliver, brilliant guy, brilliant comedian. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge admirer, and I love what he has to say, and I think he's an important voice. I truly do. I think he's fabulous. But you do look at her and go, what the, that, what the, and you know every guy in the audience is like, she should be with me. <laughs> <laughs> Not John so Oliver. He can't fuck he her met, properly. He yeah. met her in 2008. Ooh, she was at the ooh, Republican ooh, National ooh. Convention advocating for veterans, and he was there doing a piece for the show, and that's how they met I vey. How old is she? Is she younger than him? What, what's, what's, well, tell me everything you can about Kate Norley. <laughs> Good Lord. Va, 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 boom. And a war veteran. She was in a car accident when she was 16. Can you, she was, she was cycling and got a head injury. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're in Iraq and you know, you step on one of those fucking bombs they have and you're all fucked up and you look up and she's working on you. I get you a big think you boner. Died and went to heaven. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, excuse my boner, medic. <laughs> I'm not. Re- I wasn't expecting. Angel is what you said. Yeah, yeah. Like, am I dead? <laughs> oh, she's 45 years old. That's unbelievable. She looks like she's, she's maybe 30. She's holding it together. Ooh. Yes. I thought she oh, was man. in her 20s. Hey, Ronnie, can you make a few pervy noises right now? There you go. <laughs> Right. And he like looks knew- way too happy to be in a picture with her. That was the funniest thing yeah. about the picture. I'm like, can you move away so I can stare at your wife? <laughs> if I was in Iraq, I'd, I'd blow my own arm off and wait for her to show up to fix me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can you imagine the soldiers in Iraq and she's the medic? They probably had to like, like guys were probably injuring themselves. Well, you know, in the movies, you know, they're always going, medic, medic. That that was just mm. happening Let because she was around. Pussy. Nobody right. needed anything. She'd be like, what's wrong with you? Uh, uh, um, uh, sore throat? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I know the truth. Everyone says it about me. <laughs> you know, I must get 50 hate mails a day. Like, the only reason best with you is because you're famous. Uh, and I'm like, who cares? It's like, dude, I don't give a fuck why she's with me. I'm just, she's with me. She's with me. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you got me. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, when I wasn't famous, I don't remember too many girls like Beth hanging around with me. Jesus. But maybe I'm a good guy, you know. And, and, and same, John no, Oliver's you're say, definitely a good guy. Yeah, and John Oliver's probably like, you know, I'm a really good guy. <laughs> you know, that's why I, you know, that's why she's like debate. this wants a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's something. Let's see. Kate Norley enlisted in the U.S. Army when she was just 19 years old after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. What a wow. girl. Maron, give her, You see, that's the problem with the Emmys. Never mind, John Oliver. Give her a fucking award. And you we've know, got our priorities like we've heard wrong. about guys who did that. We this is the first we're hearing about a woman who joined after 9 11. I'm putting it out there right now. I would enjoy interviewing Kate Norley. Forget Please John come Oliver. on. No, I don't want John Oliver. I've had John Oliver on the show. He's <laughs> fabulous. But I, I and I'm an admirer. I said that. But I want Kate Norley so I can honor her and her service and wear something sexy. And he should introduce himself as the husband of Kate Norley. Yeah. He should be John Norley. 
Wow. You know, make her the equalizer, not Queen Latifah. <laughs> Please. Now you're, you're making SWAT more realistic. You know how yeah. you're talking about how hot the women are in yeah. SWAT? How oh, did yeah. that happen? Well, she, she was in the military dragging guys you're right. away from bombs. Yeah, like if I saw that in a TV show, like when I watch SWAT and they've got this beauty queen, I, I forget her name right now, Chris, her name is Chris, her character on the show. She's perfect. She looks like she just stepped out of Vogue. But um, you're right. It proves the point. Kate Norley is SWAT. I mean, she enlisted when she was 19 years old after the terrorist attack. She... She proves that that actually exists. Not many girls who look like that enlisted. Let's be honest. Wow. I might have to bring back the uh, famous tickle chair for that interview. <laughs> <laughs> Not anyway, the wheel um, of sex. <laughs> you might have to bring back the wheel of sex. <laughs> I almost jerked off to the uh, uh, Emmys last night. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, both my wife and I were taken with her beauty. She was quite no, beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Nice dress, too. Accented her titties. But he looks like he's photobombing her red carpet walk. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> and you know what? I would like to be friends with them because... Jitty. Maybe people wouldn't stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see. John Oliver joked about their relationship. Quote, it's the most emasculating thing I could possibly do to go out with someone who has actually done something valuable with their life. Here, here. That's why I like him. He yeah. sees the irony in it. He's getting an award and she served in Iraq and was right. a medic. He has like 50 statues because he wins yeah. every year. Yeah, and she's sitting there like... She doesn't I have fucking, a trophy room. Yeah, she should have the trophy room. I laid with American soldiers while they died. And he's getting an award. Hmm. Should we take some phone calls? I think so. so why not? Certainly. <laughs> hey, Ivan, in Florida. Hey, Ivan. Hey, now. What's up? Hey, now. Happy birthday, brother. Happy 70th. Thank don't believe you. it when I look at you. You don't look 70, brother. Uh, it's so fucking weird. I know I shouldn't be bringing up my age. Because uh, I'll tell you why. We got a lot of young listeners. That, you know, and I sound fairly young. So it's like we if really do have a it, young they audience. they wouldn't know it, yeah, you think? They start thinking about it. They're like, what the fuck am I listening to this guy for? He's out of it. <laughs> you know. It's like, I really do believe that about Biden. I believe Joe Biden's doing a really good job as president, but the fucking yonkles in this country are like, he's old. He can't possibly know what he's doing. So, you know, I don't want to end up in that category. Mm. I Plus, say been... penis man forever. Happy birthday, brother. God bless. All right. Thanks. Thank you. There you go. Ivan. Uh, Dave in Rhode Island. Hey, Dave. Hey, Howard. How are you doing? Uh, pay now. Love the show. I think history will prove pound for pound 
You really are the greatest entertainer of all time. The hours, the level of entertainment. That's uh, what real I'm saying. Quick, uh, the app. I'm a retired teamster. I'm not the nice. most tech savvy, but it's uh, it works great. I can figure it out. So I got to tell you something, Dave. I'll give you a show. funny story. I'll give you a funny story, Dave. If you got a second, but but that. Yeah, app. I got all day. I'm retired, pal. Well, here's the problem with old people. And um, so I'm talking to Robin last night on the phone. And she's telling me a story. <laughs> because, you know, even I, you know, with the app, sometimes I get confused. Like, I still think the app should be able to talk to me and just find whatever I need. <laughs> yeah, just your uh, I mean, that would be terrific. <clears throat> yeah, like like AI app. Yeah. And um, so, like, I've, I've said to some of the people who work here, you know, and I need a tutorial on the app because I want to become proficient at it. I want to be able to find whatever I'm looking for, you know. Anyway, Robin is so funny. She um, got word from someone on the show that there was going to be a pop-up show that I was going to do. So she was home, and she wanted to hear what I was doing. She goes on the app immediately, Robin. You know, Robin wants the app to immediately just bring her to wherever she wants magically. And so right. she starts getting fucking crazy. You can only, only imagine <laughs> what's going on in that house. Every with. app I open, it says sign in. I'm like, right. I don't know how to sign <laughs> And, of course, Robin has never bothered to sign in previously. So it would, right. it would work if she just signed in and did it or, you know, you know what I mean, in, in her leisure. But she won't do that. I'm the, sure I signed in once. They're asking for it again. Well, the second that oh, uh, she, she needs it, then she must have been, I could just imagine what was going on, the, the anger and confusion. <laughs> anyway, long story short. Robin ends up, she cannot get it. She just doesn't know what to do. She's yelling at the app. Do you know who I am? Uh, it's going crazy. <laughs> she I'm now, running around the house. It's crazy, right? I'm trying yeah, everything. So, and it's getting close to time that we're going on. She runs out to her car. And it's cold out, man, in New York. She fucking... I'm in Rhode Island, I know. Yeah, she's sitting in the car listening to me with the, the two Jimmies. I had to pull out of the garage because the app, I mean, the Sirius doesn't work in the garage. In the garage, right. <laughs> so, oh and can you imagine what's going on with her? So, I imagine it's... anybody who drove by sees this crazy woman sitting in her car. <laughs> Would you do me a favor today? Outside of her, my garage. Here's what you need to do today. Set up what? your app, Okay. Thank God she was outside. She almost died of carbon monoxide poisoning at first. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. I was like, well, I might yeah. die trying to get this show. The woman is... Uh, I, she's, she's, I love I, Robin. <laughs> she's always been a little tech, like the emails. I've, I've been listening to Oh, so bad <laughs> with emails. You won't... Uh, she, I, the I, best I is when like, we have a day off. The that. best is when we have a day off and she'll go. No one told me around here. Blah, blah, blah. Then we go, did you check your email? There's 30 emails. Robin, Robin, Robin. She's like Ozzy Osbourne. She's out of control. I'm telling you. And she's laughing. She she likes it. Now, she has two she phones, likes it. right? I've heard her say that. She, she has, has two, two phones. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you another thing. So another I story. have, here's another story about Robin. This is how, this is, you got to love her for this. I go crazy every time. When Robin and I call each other on the phone, a lot of times we miss each other. You know, we're just basically checking in. And she will leave me a message. And every time she calls on the wrong number, I had an old number that I don't use anymore. <laughs> and I've called her 50 times. Robin, I only use my phone number now. I don't use Google phone anymore. It's I don't even check it. I don't even know how to check it. I'm not using it. 
The number's still there, but don't use it. Just take it out of your contacts. Just call me on this one number. This is my number. It's been now three years. She still has never <laughs> called me on the right number. Wow. Yeah, wow. she can't do it. And it's fu- I, and I, I and I and I and I look at my wife. I go, I love Robin so much. Oh, you know it's I, me. <laughs> no, I, I go. I have to. I, and it's even a hassle to retrieve her voicemail because I have to go <laughs> dig up the app and get in. It's just, but I love her. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't I, like her. I, I love, love her, her, buddy. I love you. I, the preponderance of evidence clearly shows she doesn't give a shit about getting she a She doesn't. She She's Ozzy Osbourne without the penis. <laughs> I'm telling you. I say, you know, in a way, I should be more like Robin, too. Like, I should have people jumping through hoops for me. I, I don't. Right. I, I need to be a little more like Robin. You know, Robin what, should what have you, somebody. Robin probably has somebody who goes in the room and clears it of alcohol before she walks in. Who knows? I <laughs> thought that you were going to tell the story that I have two phones and I was running around saying, Howard, can you make a call for me? Because I can't. Yeah. So Robin uh, came and visited me for my birthday, right? So she's at yeah. my house. And I'm busy with Jimmy and Jimmy and, you know, some other people, too. And I'm really busy. And it's a night celebrating me. Robin comes out frantically, says to me, I can't get my car. I don't know where my phone is. Mind you, she came with a phone. She has two of them. <laughs> and, she, and, and now I'm like, uh-oh, I got to take care of her. So I drop everything. I'm frantically texting people to find her car. And I, this is Robin. She needs I, a villain. I love the old music, the Robin music. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I need my car. How she goes, Howard? I don't have my car, and I don't have my phone. Like I stole her phone. <laughs> I'm like this is a grown woman. Clearly, but I think she she likes when I take right. care of her. She, she right. She needs an assistant, but they never would never last. None Captain of them. Dennis do. should be a five star general by now. Captain Dennis needs John Oliver's wife to to be a medic for him. <laughs> he should blow but his I, um, today. Oh my God! I, I mean, but uh, and boy, did I hop too. Two seconds later, I'm on that phone. I drop everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in service like, I can't, to the I can't captain. Believe this. Where are my phones? But, yeah, yeah, and she, you know and she found me. Out of everybody, she finds me and starts in with me. And I, right. I hop too. I made it happen. But uh, and, you know, I'm incompetent too. She doesn't think that I'm incompetent. <laughs> Something Howard. Robin mentioned about getting uh, notice of the pending show. I was yeah. going to suggest if I could sign up for a text to shoot it out before you go or when you go. I was I saw it on Facebook, how it's live, but I was two hours in, and I yeah. was like, shit. But I went over uh. anyway. If they could text somehow, uh, you know, you guys, you got great guys. Get a text, well, sign up for it, give it permission. Believe me. Let me I don't know. think that I can't get a text, so I don't know how you're going to get one. You know what we wow. should set up? I don't know if they could set this up. Wouldn't it be cool for all of our fans to have an Amber Alert where your iPhone yeah. just gets broken into? The only time it can yeah. break in, yeah. it'd be called a Howard Alert. Howard is on the air. He's decided to just drop on. Yeah. Dude, you'd you have know? millions sign up today if you put it up. Now, let me look into that. Maybe it can be done. And I think around Dr. here, Luke. they I, well, hold the Dr. Lou thought. Yeah, like something like that, because around here, I think they hired a bunch of dudes from like either Disney or something here at Sirius XM who are like, they're, they're supposedly able to develop anything. They're, they're working on the app. 
I think they're from Disney or something. Hmm. Wow. But everyone's like, yeah, they hired those guys from Disney. And I'm like, oh, cool. So maybe I'll go to them and see if, uh, and you know what would be funny? The only time it would, when I do a live show, it'll alert you. And it's a big, no, it's a big fart sound, Fred. A fart sound. <laughs> like it'll be just going to come over your phone. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, hey, let me hear some fart sounds. <laughs> yeah, I like the diarrhea one. No, the the wow. one you play with the diarrhea. No. Or it could be Ronnie yelling 69. Dude, any one of those would work. Iconic. People, Pick it. people would love it. Like, even if it was 2 in the morning, it'll go off. Only, only if we're doing a live show. <laughs> I, I would sign up. I, I, millions would sign up right now. I'm telling you. What was your thought I on Dr. Lou? I, I interrupted Dr. you. Dr. Lou, here. No, it's, dude, it's your show. I love you. Hearing Dr. Lou, finally, for that length of time, I was thrilled. I was like, wow, I've heard of this guy. I don't think he's ever been on, or maybe I missed it. But uh, hearing him talk about you in an intimate way and, and having the not it's like going back in time, like the things you wouldn't remember or a perspective you wouldn't remember. And he was like, besides the song, I think he was the best thing on the show. Well, he'll be thrilled because he, he does not like to be on the air. He doesn't like to perform. Uh, never did. Uh, he's a serious uh, that's guy. Why he got the but, chicks, dude. You know what? He can speak. He, he's confident. And he's got a little flair, a little humor. I think he, you know. No, that's not why he got the chicks. He was really good looking as a young man. Really? And I used and to see smart. myself. And smart. And yeah. smart. He was going to be a doctor. Everyone knew he was going to be a doctor when he was in high school. Right. And he was yeah. a master he athlete. He was going to be a doctor. <laughs> no one believed it. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's weird that I even wanted Lou as a friend. I mean, I was complimented that he was my best friend, but I'm surprised he'd want to hang out with me. And uh, I should have, for it's my own ego's sake, that, not, not hang oh out. Oh, my with God. Him, the fact that you got together and then have lasted, and he's a true friend. And you think about is. it, how many do you have? It's true. Oh, he's my brother. True friend. He's oh, my hey, brother. Sorry about Ralph, too. Ralph is yeah. uh, such a character on the show. Yeah, but, yeah I hate that Lou, Ralph. Died. I, that was a highlight. Yeah, All I right, know. good. I'm glad he came on. Well, I thought it was going to be Lou would come down here, see the two Jimmies. I thought he was going to get nervous and clam up. So I would have yeah. said, what happened? You know, but he came down like a pro. He sat down and he was right in there with him. And uh, I was and glad. And he had was... stories. I was like, wow, this is amazing. You think about it. He's a doctor. He has to have a level of confidence going in. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I can do this. And I think he bucked up and did it. They did. Yeah. You know, don't forget, I knew this guy. I He was my friend when we were roommates in college. When I turned to him, I said, I think I'm going to go down to the college radio station. I finally have the nerve to do it. We were sophomores. I wasn't even a freshman, mm. I don't think. You weren't a freshman wow. when you did that? I, I think I was a sophomore. I don't really remember. I was too nervous my freshman year. Or maybe I did do it. My, I don't know. But Lou was there. And he goes, yeah, man, you should go down. And um, I went down. I think he heard me. And it was a disaster. I had to read the news for five minutes. And it was really bad. It was really amateur hour. But he was encouraging, you know. But he wasn't overly encouraging. He's like, yeah, he kind of sucked, you know. He'll get better. 
So what? <laughs> oh my god! And then also, we were college roommates, and like sometimes we would just beat the shit out of each other. What? Like, yeah, yeah I should have talked to him about this. Like sometimes we would get, we would call it getting pent up, uh-huh. and we would just look at each other and just start fucking beating the shit out of each other but like in this a, in is a, the first i've ever heard of this yeah but not you know like not 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 in a way like 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 we would just like go at it and but not in an angry way like i it wasn't like i was mad at him or something well, right. was it like brad and george yeah yeah a little wrestle a little musculature <laughs> but um and then, yeah, sometimes it would end up we'd be inside each other and, you know, just have by accident. No, but but sometimes we would just get so pent up. And then we had another roommate and sometimes we'd we'd go after him, but he didn't want to be he wasn't into, you know, uh-huh. beating the, like like. And then and then it was like. We used to do this about freshman year, we'd be we'd be in this little tiny room like this, smaller than a jail cell with two cots. And we'd both lay down in bed at night, and the lights would be on, and Lou would go, hey, boy, go turn <laughs> off the lights. <laughs> and i go, don't you call me, boy. Listen, boy, you go turn off the lights. He goes, no, go ahead, Gunga Din. You go, clo- <laughs> you go turn those lights off, Gunga Din. I go, wow. Gunga Din? <laughs> so... And this would go on for four or five hours. Oh, my Neither one of us budging or willing to turn off the lights. And it was maddening. Uh. All we had to do, the lights were literally three, like an inch away. That's how small this room was. (laughs) Freshman year at Boston University. And it would just go on all night. And then, like, if we went to bed at 10 o'clock, it would be three in the morning. And we'd still be arguing about who was going to go turn out the lights. And I go, well, go ahead, man. I'll fall asleep. You you leave the lights on, boy. And he'd go, uh, <laughs> listen, Gunga Din, you, you, you better turn them off because you can't fall asleep with the lights on. And this would go on and on and on. And literally by the time the lights went off, I, I think I 99% of the time I got up and turned off the lights because I couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. And plus Luke could kick my ass. So it was oh, like I was like, oh, I better just go do it. I, I was like a, the prison girlfriend and I just got up and turned off the lights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just do it right away. Get it over with. I know, so stupid, right? I just didn't want to be called Gunga Din. Gunga Din. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he could kick your ass, I don't think he had much of a choice. Yeah, not much. Well, he was a wrestler and stuff. He had moves. Yeah, you know, that's a great friendship. Hey, I, one last thing for me, and, and I got to say, it's an honor to talk to you for this long. I've been listening forever. I have a thousand questions, but one most interesting to me, remember all the times uh, you would have a COD game going on and Robin wouldn't be in the room? She would go back to her room? Yep. A long time ago. And Ronnie has said on air, that's when it hit me, he is like a long-term thinker. You've got to be in proximity. I think he's been cruising, or he was cruising Robin way back then. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What's he saying? Ronnie used to come to and have dinner with me while you guys were having your boys' time. Thank right. you. Yeah. And I, I don't think, even remember and that. And we'd just sit there and talk and order room service, and that was it. Do you, do you think he wanted to fuck you? Probably. 
he never yeah. indicated to me. Maybe he didn't know how to make a move so that I would know. Because I just like, oh, sure, let's have dinner together in the room. Do you think you would have fucked him if uh, Ronnie had like kind of gotten amorous or? Absolutely not. No. Oh. <laughs> I was let's bring in the lie detector. Bring him in. <laughs> yeah, I don't see well, you was, with was, Ronnie he, at all. He was playing but... a long game. He was playing a long game. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Proximity. I'm, Britney Spears. She was next to that dancer for how many shows? And you know, you know the rest of the story. They got you know Hitch kids. I'm telling you, Ronnie was playing the long game. Get him on record on this, please. <laughs> Very possible you're right. Ronnie used to have Robin over to his house on Thanksgiving, and they watched hey. wrestling together. You know, next thing you know, you're wrestling. Who knows? They watched baseball games together. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let me see those ass treaks. Uh, hey, happy birthday. I'm glad you're healthy. Uh, Beth does a terrific job. The uh, I, I follow her, and to see the work you guys do with the cats, the amount of money, if you have a cat, you know what it, the expenses are. The amount oh, of money God. you spend doing right. the right thing for these animals, it's amazing. It really is. I know she's got one cat ready to pop. She had a couple of, I, I, I watch it. It's interesting. Uh, you know, hey. But she, a friend of a ours, tremendous odd job. A friend of ours recently gave a very sizable donation to uh, Beth's Furry Friends, which is her charity, which is what, look. I 99% of the paying for all the operations and everything for injured animals. But, oh, my God, this friend gave a major donation. I said, thank God. I mean, <laughs> you should see the money I'm pumping into this thing. I can and, um, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you you spend, if you have an animal that spends two weeks at a vet, which, you know, we take in really injured animals, it could run you 35, 40 grand. I you have don't a ask. in the hospital right now. He went yeah. to the hospital when I left to come visit you he's still there i'm like i don't yeah, know if yeah. i want to see the bill <laughs> no you just leave Keep it there. <laughs> don't. no but you know no. listen you have money people don't have the money so yeah. you know it, 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 and so listen but i i i feel it's important to these animals are defenseless people are horrible to them a lot of them are victims of abuse and they're in pain and my wife and I really are moved by animal rescue. And so we got hands on and we do it. It's horribly aggravating. You see the worst in humanity. What people do to these animals is beyond my comprehension. When somebody adopts one of them and then like a month later, Beth has to reaccept it. I almost want to say, who the fuck did that? They, that should be publicized. I'll tell you what. That's terrible. But no, we don't want to shame anyone, so we don't do because we want them to feel comfortable I, 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 enough to give us back the animal. Doing the we high road, and, and I, I get it. Yeah. The high road. But there yep. are people they do not understand what it is to have a pet. Things are going to go wrong. You're going to have to take care of them. You can't let the cat outside. Then the next thing, oh, the cat got hit by a car. It, it, you know, yeah. it's just, we, we, and we put so much money into rehabilitating these animals and giving them a good home. And then when, it breaks my heart when these people then take one of ours in and then the next thing I know, they, they mistreat the cat. Or For yeah. the most part, all of our adopters are so well vetted that uh, they're not like that. They're wonderful people. We have also some wonderful adopters who help out in every single way. Mm. But anyway, it's a, it's a I, I, I love, uh, my favorite one is Petunia. 
she's part of the uh, she moved in. She stayed. Uh, yeah, well, she was house. supposed to be adopted, but my wife couldn't let go of her. So I just did a little uh, painting of her, a little miniature painting of her. That I saw it. Fantastic, yeah. buddy. It's it's the size. It's, it's it's maybe less than an inch big, and it's a, a yeah. No, it's, but you know what? I, I you can focus in. You can see the detail. My new favorite is the the kitten Bobby. He's got the big ears like a bat. He's that cute. is Bobby. Yeah. All right. Cute. Listen, Dave. I got to go. Later. Howard, I love you. Live right. long and prosper. Robin, you're the right best. On. Fred, Gary, the whole line. F. Timmy. Just say me and Robin, not Fred and Gary. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Lou is on. Hey, Gary, you want to, speaking of Gary, you want to do any kind of football wrap-up? JD sent me over the weekend an email. Happy birthday. Here's what's going on in football. Do you want to tune in to any of the games? You know, it gives me a little synopsis of who's playing who, which is really sweet. And, you know, I kept looking at the thing, and I go, I don't even want to watch football. Fuck football. It just takes up too much of my time. Plus, I wasn't feeling good. So... I don't know. Anything you want to say? I, also, I mean, I'm, uh, real fans know. Yes, JD? I also yeah. didn't know you had a whole celebration going on, so. <laughs> well, no, I just had a Sorry few people that. over it. But no, I was happy to get your um, your email. I like it, that you inform me what's happening. But what ended up happening for you? Did you bet the games? What's going on? Any, any keen observations you Ooh. want to give people who are into this shit? Gary, you can go first. Uh, big upsets. There was a big, uh, um, the Packers, the big upset of the weekend was the Packers beat the shit out of the Cowboys at, you know, the Cowboys were at home. And the new thing now is they show the owners in the box and you can see after one of the plays, Jerry Jones, who owns the Cowboys, it literally looks like he turned around to everyone and said, fire this fucking coach. Like really? everyone, it, just, it was insane. <laughs> he was so upset. And, uh, and people, especially in New York, people don't like the Cowboys because, you know, they're, um, they're arrogant. Uh, they haven't won in a long time, but they act like they have. Um, then the Eagles, the Eagles, Howard, were once 10 and one. They hmm. lost, I believe, their last five games of the season. And then last night they lost again. So they're out of the playoffs. They were in the Super Bowl. What happened, season. Gary? What do you think happened that they would fall apart after 10 wins? This is what I started to read. I heard there was a lot of dissension in the locker room. There were a lot of guys who weren't on the same page. A lot of guys that were pissed off at each other. One of their guys got hurt. Their quarterback wasn't playing as well as he should. But I heard they were just getting irritated with each other in the locker room. Um, and then the other story that I thought was interesting, the Detroit Lions won their first playoff game, I think, since 1991. And they showed a guy in the stands, Howard, fucking guy wearing a jacket, 66-year season ticket holder. Guys never missed a fucking game. People wow. were crying. They were crying in Detroit. Wow. I tell you, man, Detroit, uh, you'll never see more loyal fans to those Detroit Lions. When I used to work in Detroit, I'd go to the games, which is weird. I actually went to a lot of games. Did you? Um, yeah. I think it's at the time it was called Pontiac Stadium. What is it now? It might be the, the Pontiac Dome. It might still be that. I'm not even, I don't, I don't even know. know. I think it's Ford Field. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I used to go to all the games. Not all of them, but I'd get invited. And I got caught up in it. I was like a, I was a Lions fan for a while. Huh. I like yeah, them. Just, I like the team. I like the people. It was kind of cool. It's a good but, story. Uh, it is a good story. Well, hey, any shot at them going all the way to the Super Bowl? 
I don't know. They got a good team. I don't know. There's, there's a couple of really good teams, but I think the biggest football story of the weekend didn't happen on the field. Uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots have decided to part ways after I think it's 24 years. He's got nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowl wins, but they are going separate ways. Wow. Must be sad for Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. I mean, like Belichick's his guy. Brady's his guy. Brady leaves. Belichick kind of. I guess they stopped winning, huh? The Patriots. So, yeah. So, yeah. They got to find yeah. something new. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things where everyone was like, it's just time. You know, it's just everybody's like, I like you. You like me. But I think there's also in the coming weeks, you're going to see that there was also a lot of push and pull, uh, in, you know, in, um, uh, with with Kraft and Belichick, it's all good when you're winning and you got Brady and yeah. oh yeah, and all of yeah. a sudden when you start losing, I'm sure it gets real ugly. Must be awesome. A lot of, I wish that's a lot what of, I want to see. I think there's a lot of ego involved with ownership and with Belichick, and you know Belichick's also. I think I don't know if it's like 14 or 15 wins away from being the winningest coach of all time. So he'll go. I think he's going to end up like in, he interviewed with Atlanta already. But I, I, they haven't fired the coach in Dallas, but I feel like it's, you know, minutes away and he might end up. How there. old is Belichick? I mean, isn't he like an 70, old man? He's 70 something. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. I, I mean, he still wants to do it. Dude, these guys, they just can't stop. There was a guy, there was a guy who coached the Eagles back in the day. His, guy, his name was uh, Dick Vermeil. And, um, he would get crazy. You could see the veins on the side of his head. And so the doctors told him to stop coaching and he did. And he became an announcer, and then he went back to coaching again. I thought the guy was going to die on the field. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard that uh, Belichick also has a very friendly relationship with uh, the Dallas Cowboys owner. Jerry Jones, yes. They have yeah. respect for each other, I understand. Yeah, and so he lots of speculation that he might wind up in Dallas. Well, it's weird that he's not going to be with New England, but it just shows you nothing's permanent. That's the way it goes. If you ain't winning, that's the end of that family. That's the end of that loyalty. And, you know, I get it, but uh, I wonder I wonder if behind the scenes it's weird. Let's face it. Bob Kraft is used to winning. That guy had so many wins, it was fucking dizzying. And uh, And does this prove anything, Gary, in a way that... Brady really was the friend, like as good as Belichick might be as a coach, that Brady was the, does this prove more that Brady was key to that team? I think we're about to find out because I think he's going to go to a team. I think what's in it for him is to go to a team and win a Super Bowl to prove that not to be true. Um, but then why he couldn't he know, prove it with New England when, when uh, Brady left? I think there's a lot of, I mean, I think that. You know, it's, this is my opinion. I think Bob Kraft ruined it because he happens to be a great owner who understands football and all these other owners think they're Bob Kraft and they don't understand football, but they make decisions. So I think there was probably, I'm guessing what you're going to find out is that Kraft wanted to do things at Belichick because Belichick was also, the, I believe, also the general manager of the team, which is an well, interesting thing saying. to be the general manager of the coach. So he had access to do everything he wanted. He could pick who he wanted. He could draft who he wanted. So you think Belichick basically needs to go prove that he's just a great coach and he'll take another franchise to the Super Bowl. That's his thing. I think that's what he feels he needs. I, I think that's how he thinks. I don't know him, but I think he's like, I'm not going out with people saying that bullshit about me. Watch he me should retire. I think. I know he's a fan of this show. He always got in touch with Gary and really liked the show. The other thing he was known for, Belichick, is he <clears throat> um he gave like these one-word answers uh, after the game, whenever they would quit, like if things got out of control, he just was like, fuck you. 
It was great. Uh, Tom will uh, start when he's eligible. Can you think of an occasion when you made the five starter in July? Yeah, I don't know. To drop down to number three on the depth chart at the most important position and still beat a, a good, well-coached team that decisively, what does that say about just where your team is right now, just, just how good it is right now? Uh, I don't know. And that's where it all is going forward on Seattle. All right. Coach, were you uh, happy or annoyed that Trump read the letter? Seattle. But your team's always been good at keeping outside distractions on the outside. Given the nature of this presidential race, Seattle. Did you find it? Seattle. Did you find it uh, helpful to talk Seattle. to your players about this? Did you think having a 37-year-old on Cincinnati? It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. It's right now, we're preparing for Cincinnati. Okay. Is, is, do you feel like the talent you have here is good? We're getting ready for Cincinnati. What is your response? I mean, well, I mean, I'm just asking. Do you think you've done enough to help Tom Brady? getting ready for Cincinnati. Man, awesome. Like, he's like, hey, fuck you, Seattle. Seattle. It's like Rain Man. Seattle. 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 Hold on a second. Uh-oh. Stephen A. Smith is here. Hey, Stephen. How are you? Yeah. Good morning to you, Robin. Good morning to you, Howard. Listen, I have to say, I hate the Cowboys more than I hate that fat bastard Whitlock. This is the way I feel. Step aside, Gary, I got something to tell you. The Dallas Cowboys are disgraceful. I mean, I haven't seen a cowboy choke that hard since Brokeback Mountain. I despise the Dallas Cowboys. Every time they got scored on, my penis moves a little bit, I got to tell you. Steven, I was going to ask you. You're a sports legend. You're a sportscaster. You're an opinionated guy. What do you yes. think of Gary Delabonte uh, giving his opinions on sports? Did he do well? I mean... What he did is just told you what he knows. That was his perspective of football. I mean, Gary's a damn fool. Gary needs some more passion. He needs passion behind his takes like I do. But other than right. that, he does a, a, a pretty decent job. So I made a mistake They asking Gary about uh, the, us to, to do a synopsis of the football weekend. No, you, you didn't make a mistake. The only thing. That I liked about what Gary said is when he told you all that the Cowboys lost. I can hear that over and over again. I mean, I can't stand him. Oh, okay. But you didn't make a mistake uh, with Gary. I see. I see. Well, good. Okay. Well, then I should keep going to Gary for his sports opinion. A absolutely. You heard of Joe Buck? All right. Do you Steven, know who Joe Buck is, Howard? Yes. Yeah, of course I know who Joe Buck is. I'm on Joe the show. Buck's that, exactly. So, so Gary's like Joe Buck's teeth. Oh, Joe Buck. He's going to give you the word. <laughs> Joe Buck teeth. I see. Right. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> there you go, Robin. You get it. What about Belichick leaving? Maybe he's too old. Maybe he should stop already. Yeah, it, it, it was time for a change in New England. You know, every you know, let's just keep it real. Nobody wants to say this. Everybody wants to give Bill Belichick his credit. I mean, come on. He had Tom Brady on his team. It was never the same. New England was never the same after Tom Brady left. <laughs> it's okay. been time for Bill Pelichek to get the hell out of there. It, it, it was time. It was time. Yeah, so, so, it was just so time for him to go. So Bob Kraft did the right thing. He did the right thing. I mean, it's hard parting ways with Bill Pelichek. I, I, I understand it. But it was time for him to get the hell out of there. Once He should have left when Tom Brady left. What, what did you think of the two Jimmys doing a birthday song for me? Did you hear it? 
I absolutely, I think that was, it was the most beautiful thing that I've heard. I wish somebody would do something like that for me over here at first take. I mean, for Christ's sake, I loved it. I didn't even know Jimmy could play the harmonica like that. I mean, he's a, just an extremely talented person. And what was your opinion of, uh, I was talking about John Oliver's, John Oliver's wife. Did you watch the Emmys? I mean, wow, what a knockout. I had to keep myself from falling asleep. It was one of the most boring things I've ever heard in my life. And I totally agree with you. I was watching football. I mean, I, I couldn't watch. But his wife was absolutely beautiful. And you said it. She looks like Nicole Simpson with bigger titties. Right. <laughs> exactly right. Okay. You're right on. As always, you're right on with your opinions. Uh, I agree 100%. Thank you, Stephen A. I mean, you got you absolutely got it, Howard. I mean, I appreciate it, but how the hell does John Oliver have a wife hot like that? Explain it to me. I don't get it. <laughs> right. It was amazing to me too. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I mean, I, I should not believe it. Right. All right. She she looked like Nicole Brown Simpson, but with the head on. You know that. Oh, now oh, that my. you know what? That's one of the most <laughs> egregious jokes I've ever heard. And you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Oh, How could you make a know. joke like that? No, nah, you know what I mean. Listen, I'm, I'm my anti OJ. See her. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Keep her away. Well, she's exactly. in the military. Keep, you, you, you know what you're right about that, Robin? Keep OJ Simpson away, brother. Right. You're right. a bad okay. man, Howard Stern. Totally bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, Stephen A. Thank you. Just thought I needed throwing a joke. That's all, Robin. <laughs> Listen, nobody's more uh, anti-OJ than me. I still can't stand that OJ's out of jail, running around, having a better life than me. Goes <laughs> to play golf every day in bars. I don't I mean, think I he's had it. COVID. He hasn't even caught COVID. Let's go to Mike. In, uh, no, I got COVID, and I don't go in. He, and he goes to bars, and he doesn't get COVID. Mike, go ahead. You're on in Maine. Yeah, but it's Howard. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, Howard, and by the way, I'm proud of you for being the only person left that's still banging the drum against OJ and letting people know that the guy's a murderer that got away with it, but he's still a murderer. You know what I mean? So don't... not charged. Exactly right. Yeah. I love it. Does he still follow JD? Yeah. He's uh, keeping his eye on JD. So, Howard, uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree with the alert. I was thinking the same exact thing. I wish that I could get some sort of a notification directly. Saying, hey, there's a show coming on. Like, maybe Rob and I, maybe I can give you your email since you don't know how to use it anyway. And I can fucking <laughs> access it that way. But um, it was a great show, and I love that you guys didn't play music. I mean, let's face it. I love Jimmy Fallon and all, but he doesn't have great taste in music of what other people want to listen to. He'd be a terrible program director. Don't you think? Oh, you're killing him. You're killing him. <laughs> don't say it. You don't I know, know but how. I'm glad you shut him down a couple times before. No, I'm, I'm going to have like, Jimmy no, come now. on with me. I'll do it next, the next time, or maybe one of these pop-up shows. If I have somebody over, I'll have Jimmy Fallon do some music. And yeah, I'm extremely... I, yeah, but that's what's funny about it, because I don't agree with a lot of Jimmy's taste. So it's so great, because he gets really upset when I don't like his choice. Yeah, what did he and, suggest as the last song? Was it Little River Band or something? Renegade? Yeah, I, I, I was like, Little River Band? <laughs> <laughs> all right mike thank you that's uh mike from uh you know maine um let's go to aaron i'll try to get through some of these phone calls aaron you're on the air hey howard hey now hey now this is uh so i'm uh one of the intervention radiologists up at mount sinai and you talk about your prostate 
a lot on the air. I don't know if you've ever been evaluated for prostate artery embolization, which is our most minimally invasive procedure that we do for that. I don't know what you're talking about. I go to the doctor. They um, they are now telling me that sticking their finger up your asshole is no longer the way they detect for prostate cancer. What they do is they look at your blood, your blood test, and they can tell by your PSI. Whether yeah, that's, that's true. Your, but what, you're, what you talk about on the air, Howard, is, is not your prostate cancer. What you talk about is difficulty peeing and getting up in the middle of the night. That's not prostate cancer. Doc, you're uh, breaking up. Uh, unfortunately, or your phone connection is terrible. Maybe he's calling from the hospital. I'm not sure what he was driving out. Driving I at, think but... he was talking about doing something that would allow you to pee fully. Look, all I know is I did have a test done to see if I, if all of my, like, it was a thought that maybe my urine wasn't coming all out. Like, in other words, I wasn't fully evacuating or whatever the word is. And um, I did the test, and they said I fully eliminate all the urine when I pee. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know what to say. I don't know why I'm peeing so much. By the way, I will tell you this. Ronnie just had his prostate checked because he will not get a colonoscopy. So he thinks that's going to keep him healthy. I told him that's not the answer, but... The funny thing is, Ronnie was excited because a female doctor stuck her finger up his ass, and he liked it. Yeah. Maybe he could talk to us about that. Ron, what Those happened streaks. with your... You liked it, right? So, all the, you know, all these years I had a, a uh, urologist that uh, was a male, and right. I had two different ones. One retired, then I went to this other one, and they both had these, you know, when you get your finger... Suck up your ass like that. You don't want these big fucking fingers because it hurts. <laughs> of course, it so hurts. this was. So I went. I went to you know. I went to my regular doctor here, and then you know I needed a doctor here for you know to get my prostate checked and all that shit. So I went to this uh, urologist, and they tell me it's Doctor So and So, but they you know just the last name. I didn't know. If it was a male or female, so when I went, it turned out to be a female. And then when I went was to she the, hot? you know, yeah. So so let, let me. I'm not going to say she was hot, right? But I'm going to say she was an average-looking mid forties to late forties, oh, probably. Nice, good um, body, good. You know, pretty. You know, look pretty good. Wearing, she's wearing boots and everything, which was cool. <laughs> I checked that out right away when she is walked in the office. Is she wearing like a medical whites or is she? Yeah, got yeah, yeah. She, oh, yeah. Yeah, she had the lab coat on, at oh. the white lab coat. But you could see she was wearing um, like these, I guess like black pants, but they were yeah. tight. And then nice. she had black boots. She had black boots on, you know. So you really you could, and with the lab coat you couldn't really see what was going on, but you could tell, you know, she she was slender. She wasn't she wasn't you know nice. Big, she's attractive. Wasn't a big, yeah, yeah. She Who'd was she look like famous? Like like who no, would you say? Nobody, nobody famous. Uh, nobody famous. Just just an average. I think looking. she looked like Angelina Jolie. 
No, I wish she did. But uh, um, so I sat, you know, I, I'd never like, could been you there see be- her titties through the white app? Like, in other words, could you see if she had a nice rack? No, I couldn't tell. That was, you know, I, I didn't want to be too, you know, conspicuous that I was checking her out. Right, right, but right. But I did have, I sat and had a whole conversation with her before about, you know, my history and stuff like that. And, you know, nice. how many times do you pee in the middle of the night? How many times do you get up? All like, you know, all those questions and stuff. And then she goes, well, now, you know, now it's time we're going to, you know, do your dis- exam. Disrobe. Nice. Yeah. No, so she said to me, just, uh, you know, go over there by on, and get on, put your hands on the on the table and, you know, drop your pants and all that kind of shit, basically. You should have said, you first, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Quid pro quo. Well, what I do you got, mean? I you got, just, you just, you just like you weren't in a gown. You just, you just drop your pants. Yeah, yeah, I just dropped my pants. I was, first I had a whole, like I said, I sat there and had a whole conversation with her. Well, that I know, but when it came time for the big moment, for the, for the coitus, you, uh. Are you in a gown? No, usually you're in a gown. No. Nah, just drop your drawers. Yeah, drop my pants. Yeah. And, and this, this is just to stick her finger up it that she didn't handle your balls and penis? No, not right away. No. Oh, nice. Um, so. The great, the great part was, you know, I remember Asterix. when I get the exams from, like, my last doctor in New York was like, he's a big dude, and he had these big fucking grubby hands and shit, and he put that glove yeah. on, and then, you know, he stick when he really, when he stuck his finger up your ass, man, you knew about it. But when she, right, she did it. She had these nice, I guess, long fingers, but thin and and nice. you know, very feminine and stuff. And she stuck a hand up my ass, and she just was rubbing around in there and stuff and all that. It it was, it didn't hurt. It was great. Did you get a boner? No, no. But I was very relaxed. I thought I was going to be like all nervous and shit because, like, you know, it's a female doctor and shit. You know. Did you clean your ass before? Like, did you shower? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. I was all cleaned out. I took, I took a major shit in the morning and <laughs> nice. showered the whole thing, man. It was, it, I was all. That's good. When you she were took, ready. When, guarantee <laughs> when she took her hand out, there was no shit on that glove. I guarantee it. <laughs> so when she's behind you, man, were you starting to have erotic thoughts? No, no, I was just, I was just, I was just so relaxed that I, it didn't bother me because, like, I knew. Did she like, examine people... your penis? Uh, yeah. How does yeah, that go? Real... Yeah, it, it was quick. It was quick. You know, it's nothing. Like, what does she do? Does she cuff your balls? Did yeah, she touch you know, it? just help. <laughs> yeah, of course. She what, she cradled your balls? Yeah. And then did she, like tug on like the skin or anything like you know what no, I mean? No, 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 none of that. She doesn't have to look at the underside of the penis just to make sure nothing's going on. Look, I, didn't, I didn't she have exactly. to? Uh, I wasn't. Didn't she I uh, have to examine what... to see if you had a normal size meatus? <laughs> <laughs> I wish but I had lick my taint. <laughs> she, uh, she told me she she felt around and she goes, you know, it's it's uh, a little large but it's average right. for your age and all that kind of bullshit and uh mm-hmm. she said they went she couldn't feel any nodules it was smooth so nice yeah, it, 
It was great. But she didn't it, hit that spot where, you know, you just shoot your load. Shoot your no, goose. No, 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 <laughs> Hit the goose spot. Hit the goose spot. Please hit the goose spot. And kiss me in the neck. Yeah. So you're going to go back to her for sure. You like her whole Oh, yeah. Technique. She's my doctor now. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Awesome. I'm going to bring some champagne next time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I, you know, I never realized that every time I would go to the doctor in New York and, you know, be that guy with the big hands and shit. And I, I was never looking forward to it, but now I don't care, you know. Well, I I can't go to a woman urologist. My cock's not big enough. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I see didn't care. Anything. I wouldn't give. I care. You don't care because you got a pretty nice sized dick. You're gonna keep okay. taking it's the average. big fingers. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I, just I gonna... mean, it's it's too. I I just can't explain how different it was. Look, you know, I would like a woman. A I would like. I would like a woman. You know, to put her finger up my ass and manipulate my <laughs> penis. But uh, I just, I, you know, I know she's gonna go home and go, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> you know. Stop. <laughs> hey. Well, doctor, when I went to the urologist wait, bro, last, bro, can I check your pussy? <laughs> <laughs> quit pro quo. Quit pro quo. Quit your pro cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Pull some more. I'm gonna jizz. Yeah. Quick pro cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some amyl nitrate to really open me up back there. Make my asshole look like a tada. Was Did it a they problem? warm up that lube or is it cold? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It wasn't cold. I don't think she. I don't think she warmed it up. But it wasn't cold. Huh? She warmed it up with her ass treat. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to hit my cheese spot, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, I had a bad scene. I when I went to my doctor, he referred me to a gynecologist. He thought I was a woman. <laughs> You're in the wrong office. <laughs> Did you tell this uh, hot female uh, a doctor that you refused to get a colonoscopy? Uh, she asked me if I and I told she and she had it on my file. That, you know, I filled out a bunch of shit beforehand. Uh, did I do yeah. the cola guard thing? So she said, you know, if it works for you, it's good. No problem. Well, she'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, it works but... until you yeah. get cancer. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. I don't miss it. <laughs> I wish you'd go for a colonoscopy. You would laugh at how simple it is. It's ridiculously yeah, easy. You don't even know. They, you're out of it. They don't even, you don't even know. You should go get checked, man. You'll enjoy the colonoscopy, too. Yeah. yeah maybe you <laughs> can find a girl so. to do it. Yeah. With a 13-inch dildo, yeah. <laughs> There's a growth in my pants, and it ain't cancer, Doc. <laughs> hey, I mean, for a guy who takes shit up his ass, colonoscopy would be nothing. That's what I'm thinking to myself. He puts everything up there, but the right. colonoscopy too. <laughs> now put the stethoscope up there, yeah. <laughs> So you had no problems accepting her finger because you've been, you know, you've been pegged no, and, it was you know, great. so. Wow. Wow. Did she have long nails? Because I was afraid it's like a highlight scoop. She'll like scoop out some duty. <laughs> I don't know. She had the gloves on, you know. Yeah. Cool. I didn't, well, I, didn't, I didn't go into that much detail to check her out, you know. Do you think you could have taken another one of her fingers? Could you have taken two in? <laughs> Now put Seriously. your fist up there. Now the clipboard. 
<laughs> clipboard. Now you're yeah. getting into Sal territory. Human now the medical degree. Yeah, put your medical degree up there. You went to Yale. Ooh, that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is your thing with the colonoscopy the anesthesia? Because you had a bad experience as a kid. Yeah. Is that what's going? Yeah, oh, yeah. so it's not the colonoscopy; it's the anesthesia oh. you're worried about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You haven't had anesthesia since then. Uh, I'm trying to think. No. Wow. Hmm. No, the only oh. time the only time um, that I've been in a hospital was in the was in the emergency room when I had the kidney stones because I didn't know what the fuck was going right, on. Right, right. And they gave me they gave me some kind of shit, you know, to for the pain. But that was it wasn't anesthesia. I just. I was just fucked up and was picking dust off the ceiling and was telling the nurse that, you know, this place is dirty. And I was all screwy and I was, I was picking out dust on the ceiling, telling them that oh, there was so dust on the lights and shit and stuff like that. I was just go get up. a colonoscopy. Stop being a baby. You'll be fine. What's the matter with you? I'd rather shit in the box. It's fun. Yeah, shitting in a box, though, doesn't give you the same results. It's like, not you know as what, do what you accurate. Want. Yeah. But yeah. What are you going to do? Ronnie Munn went to a female doctor and he but I didn't go got a finger thing. up his ass he liked it and then she cupped his balls and also examined his penis And he got diagnosed with love. She was my prostate angel. Now Ronnie wants her phone number. He can't believe it. Her thin fingers in his asshole. I'm telling you, he didn't come. But he almost came, Ronnie Munn. She's my butthole, baby. Anesthesia. All right, enough. <laughs> I'm not going through it again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, great experience. I ran home Good and man. told Stephanie I couldn't who, believe it, how great it was. <laughs> Whoever you... enjoys a doctor's exam? Ronnie. <laughs> no one. No one. Well, no. Well, no. I was expecting, you know, the big glom fingers. We get like, it. You Did know? you go home and want to fuck Stephanie because you were kind of hopped up from the... No. Nah, you know, nah, no. No? Okay. No. Nah. Yeah. All right. Wow. I, I just, still haven't uh, gotten. I'm speaking of sex. I haven't gotten my birthday gift from. Oh no. My wife. No. Yeah, that was fu that was funny. I was listening to you know your pop up show and uh, you kept they kept trying to guess what it was and it was funny that all the things. Well, that they I'll tell you what, with. Ronnie. It's the stupidest thing. In other words. It's something that you and Stephanie probably do all the time. Most couples do all the time. Right. But it's something that I know that Beth just doesn't enjoy and doesn't ever want to do it. So I don't know when we're going to be doing it because I think she just got the time of the month. She got it really bad. And she's thinking that because of COVID, she got this weird period. Like it's so painful, like more painful than usual. 
And she goes, well, maybe it's like a result of COVID. And I said, so now anything weird that happens. Every, you know, everything's going to be blamed on COVID. Yeah, because like lately I've been shitting and my, my duty has been almost white. And I was like, maybe that's COVID. Now it's back <laughs> to normal. All right. I was like having like albino duty. <laughs> and I was like, oh, must be COVID. How long did it take you to get over COVID, Rombo? Uh, I had it like back in the beginning when there was no Paxlovid and all that bullshit. I didn't take Paxlovid. How long did it take? Probably, I think I was laid up for at least 10 days. Yeah. I was locked in, yeah. the, locked in the bedroom, the guest bedroom for like 10 days. Yeah, but I'm like I, on week three and I still have a little bit of a cough, but it's much better. I, you know what? Anyway. I don't think that fucking cough ever goes away, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hey, don't say that. I don't want it, but I don't want that. Anyway. All right, Rombo. Sounds good, right. man. Yep. That's it's my a good man, day. Ronnie. Oh, hey, the other thing I just, just real quick, Ron. Why did you keep the lube in your ass after the, uh, like I heard you didn't wipe it out or shower? You like kept No, what lube. happened was they give you the tissue box and you, you wipe it out. But you can't get it out totally, and you're right. not going to sit there all day fucking playing with tissues trying to get it all out. So when I got home, I cleaned up more. You know, that's oh, what you I, did. I didn't, I didn't keep it in there. Oh, someone was saying you were all turning your stories straight blit. Did you get in the sink? <laughs> no, nah. splash your asshole. <laughs> no, I, I just did go. a thorough uh, baby wipe thing and all that shit. I see. I wasn't, I wasn't going to start showering and all over again and stuff. So I just, uh, cleaned up real good with the baby wipes and stuff. And, you know, it was, it was okay. good. Nice. All right, dude. All right, man. Thank you. Um, ba, 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 ba. So oh, that prostate thing should be done once a year. Is that the deal? Well, you should, you see, he should get a colonoscopy every five years. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, the mm -hmm. prostate thing. Yeah, once a year. But what they're saying is you do your blood test and they can tell, like the finger up the ass right. thing is more of an artist kind of thing than the blood is more of a science kind of thing. Yeah. And that, yeah, that, that's the real way they know if you're having cancer up there, okay. up there in your prostate. Anyway, um, best female country vocal performance and best new artist, Blue. Yeah. I'm t I was talking about this with the Jimmies. Uh, that when you win best new artist, it's like a fucking curse. Like your career never really. We were talking about the Starland vocal band winning. Here we go. Sing it, Tarzan. You know, this song was uh, originally released in 1958 by a dude named Bill Mack. He wrote it and recorded Blue in one night. All the best wow. songs are always one-nighters. And then Bill sent Blue to Patsy Cline, who liked it, but she died in a plane crash in 1963 before she could record the song. And then Bill sent the song to Leanne's father, Wilbur, who was uh, producing her first album on a small label. And her father almost threw the song away, thinking it was too old for Leanne. You know, like, eh, it's not youthful. Yeah, that's but not Leanne, a little girl song. Yeah. But Leanne knew it was perfect for her at 14. Can you well, imagine? she can sing her ass off, right? 
That was my problem. At 14, I listened to my parents. I thought they knew something. <laughs> you, you can't sing blue. <laughs> he wants to sing blue on his debut album. <laughs> it's too old, that song. Of course it's too old. He's a young boy. He can't sing blue. Oh, come on, Mom. Let me sing blue. Now. Shut up, you idiot. Yeah, my parents wouldn't let me sing blue. And I would listen. But Leanne was a rebel. And she said, Daddy, Daddy, I need to sing blue. Mm, but now what is she known for? Blue. No, fighting with that Blanville woman. Hmm. <laughs> They're friends now. Like best oh, friends. they are. They're not yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting anymore? No, they've matured. Okay. I anyway, didn't know um, that there had been a reconciliation. I didn't talk much about the Emmys, but uh, I just I just wasn't into it. I didn't like it that much. It was, I mean, like I said, I didn't really know the guy who hosted, but he was fine. I mean, I didn't particularly care for his mom yelling at people to finish, but it you know it was a bit. But they tried, and uh, I don't know what else. There was uh, the red carpet. That I always liked that woman, Laverne Cox. Laverne Cox. Yes. Because she's always like over the top doing that. You know, she does that thing where she like asks. What is her about, question? What is her question? The big question is, uh, what is the story behind your outfit? Oh, right. That's her okay. big question. And because I don't think it's politically correct anymore to say, who are you wearing? The people don't like right. for some reason that's bad. I don't know but she, why, but it got to be a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so she, and then she makes noises at a lot of the people on the right. Like she'll go, ah. so she's sort of fun. You do too. And welcome, darling. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the Titanic getting ready to go to the ball minutes away from death, but I don't know. I don't care because I'm fabulous. <laughs> minutes away from death, girl. <laughs> Can you take this moment now and just breathe it in and say thank you, higher power, whatever you believe in, and just like take <laughs> it in now. Girl, you're at the Emmys as a nominee. It's major. Well, the story of my look. I would be like, are you for fucking real? I should thank my higher power that I'm at the Emmys. Can you just please take what? But what's her story again? Is she was she born a man or is she uh, born? a Yes. Woman? Yes. She was born a man. Oh, she was. Yeah. And she, did she give herself the name Laverne Cox is kind of like, um, I have no idea about the name. Oh, okay. I don't know her work, but, but she was I on the she prison transitioned. show. Yeah. She, she was transitioned. On the orange is the new black. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. I know she's got some real big titties. Yeah. Uh, big, big old job. She had them out last night. <laughs> did she? Big boulder. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> How'd she look? She looks pretty good. She huh? looked all right. She she, yeah. she 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 was toned. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She had her boobs. What do you mean, like she her arms? Toned. Too toned? Yeah. Like like a little too ripped. No, I thought I thought it was all right. It was you know just, uh, she wasn't like uh, Nicole Bass or anything, but you know like mm. uh, let me see. Oh, look, oh, she looks, she good. looks fantastic. Yeah. I bet she did Ozempic. She looks good. She has lost weight. You're right. Ooh. Yeah. JD, would you fuck her? Uh, I don't know about like going all the way, but you know what? I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not attracted. 
attracted to her for she's not, I mean she's you know she's all right but for whatever reason it's that you're it's not thing. attracted to her. Okay. <laughs> what about a blowjob? Uh, listen, when, <laughs> when it comes down, uh, uh, I mean, sure, but I'm just not like I'm not for whatever reason I'm just not attracted to her. I mean, she's she's pretty and all, but you know, I'm just not. Can't attracted you just can't you just thank your higher power that you're getting a blowjob and can't you just take it all <laughs> in? Take it all Come in. <laughs> It's major. Do you think it's, it's really depressing for a woman when JD says he won't fuck no, you? It's no. got to be a real blow to oh, me. Oh, well, listen, she she wouldn't fuck me. <laughs> hey, I don't think she'd fuck me either. But she looks good. I would say she's uh, really svelte now. She was getting a little yeah. chubby. Yeah, no, she looks good. But those questions, they're great. Tonight is Le Poisson Noir, or the Blackfish. I'm just, like, so excited that I get to wear this dress. Everyone knows I live for Mugler. I'm very happy. And Jennifer Meyer's stories. Yes, shout out to Jewelry. Well, we love a little secret. Well, we love a bigger secret, but... <laughs> wow. Everything is funny. We love a little... Yeah. But we know we love a bigger secret. She has a good time. Somebody was telling me, JD, you were like working up your hot list of girls at the uh, <laughs> Emmys. And well, yeah, uh, I, you always ask yeah, me and I always forget. I do. So I wanted to keep a list of uh, who I thought was hot. But so, Gary was amazed that you didn't choose. I don't even know who this is, but a woman uh, named Abby Lee or something. And that Abby Elliott. Oh, Abby Elliott. That, you know is what? That she like Chris a, Elliott's a, daughter. Yes, she she's oh. very beautiful, and she looked good right. last night. Uh, just not <laughs> not five. enough to I'm make sorry. your list, huh? Uh, wow. Top ten, top ten, sure, top ten, sure, but not top five. She wasn't in the top five. So, who were your top five at the Emmys? Uh, people want to uh, know. Hold I mean, on, a lot of women so, well, wait the to list, hear. The list changed because I did not see John Oliver's wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's hot. Before I did the list, so I'm going to start. I, originally, number five was Rachel Brosnahan. Uh, I'm taking, Who she's going to go off the list. And, uh, Christina Ricci, I thought looked good. She had like this plunging thing. Her boobs were out. Um, you know, she looked good. She looks and, good too. Uh, I wonder, did, did she do Ozempic or is she just naturally in good shape? You know what? She's been thin for a while. Like this, you know, she's okay. had that look for a little while. So I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, and then Ariana DeBose, uh, Who's that? number th she, she won an Oscar for, uh, best supporting actress in West Side Story. Oh. Um, I think she's, uh, she's either like, she dates women or, or, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what her full thing is, but she looked good. Uh, yeah. I like her hair long, you know, she's had the short hair for a bit, um, so, okay. yeah. And then, uh, John Oliver's wife, that's three. She, she looked great. You are, you are totally right there. Yeah. Um, hey, do you think she looks better because she's standing next to John Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a theory. Um, like, sure I always said to Beth, you should stay with me because when you're with me, you will always look good. 
there, you know. there is there is something to that. You know what? You know what? Also, was kind of hot. Whenever he won, she was very enthusiastic and like clapping and stuff. She's like very supportive of him. So that was well, that was boy, very. Hot. You're really analyzing everything. If they'd be well, yeah, analyze that. All that. I, yeah. Well, well, you know, he's yeah. got no life, so he's got plenty of time <laughs> to think about this stuff. <laughs> JD, um, go ahead. Then who's number two and number number one? two? Number two is Selena Gomez. She's looked great through award season. She's putting her her uh, cleavage out. I mean, she looks great. And yeah, she's showing off that rack. Selena Gomez, huh? You like her? Yes. Yeah. And the number one. And what's number with your one, microphone, I don't know who, dude? Oh fuck! I don't know. My internet sucks. I don't fucking know. Well, let's get working on that. You know. Oh, uh, well, I've, I've been trying. My internet sucks. I got it's snowing outside. But that shouldn't affect your internet. The snow. I, dude, I, I've unplugged my modem and shit all fucking day, and it's been like this. I don't know what's going on. You know what it is? Because you probably live in the boondocks. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, there's probably one internet wire. <laughs> yeah, it's they just community. invented the internet where, where JD lives now. They just, they just found the internet. He's sharing with everyone. <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, number one. Uh, who's number one? Number one, Camilla Maroney. She's in this like Daisy, whatever that Riley Keo show is, Daily Daisy Ridley, whatever it is. Oh, um, I know who she is. She's the one who plays that dude's wife, like like the jealous oh, wife. Oh, is that right? You're talking about Daisy in the Six? Yeah. Daisy in the Six. Oh, she's Yo, good looking. This woman Whoa. This woman in her yeah. red dress, I saw her and I was like top of the list. Nothing topped her. Apparently, I didn't know this. Leonardo DiCaprio used to date her, or dated her, or is dating her. I'm of course not sure he what's did. Going on. But uh, of course he good did. for him. Good for him. Well, there you go. Making number one is Camilla Maroney, <laughs> who uh, JD says is uh, number one. You know number what one JD should do? He should what? legitimize his lists. Woo! He should send. Flowers and notices to all the Ooh. women. Oh, that'd be who, cool. Who, we could help them uh, with that. Make it on the list. And yeah, congratulations. then, thing you know, it'll be publicized who makes JD's yeah. list. Yeah, and it'll become like Sports Illustrated or something. Yeah, it'll be very, yeah, yeah like Mr. Blackwell's list. You yeah. could become something, JD. <laughs> this could turn into something. <laughs> well, for you. In fact, what we'll do is, uh, by the way, how did Riley Keel? I think she's so hot. Uh, she didn't she's, make your honorable mention. She's. Top ten, top ten, but uh, she, you know, she was conservative. She looked great. Her face was beautiful, but you know, it was uh, the outfit was okay. It was all right. She looked good. Oh, that show she was in where she's naked all the time, where she played a hooker. Holy, the girl, oh, the girlfriend experience. Fact, yeah, experience. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's JD. not it's... her best outfit. No. You're like, why does she have her hair pulled back? You're absolutely right, JD. She should have uh, had her hair down. She's very, she's way hot. I mean, uh, it's ridiculous. Um, Maybe she's trying to look like a Presley or something <laughs> with the dark yeah. hair. The she's definitely got that. El <laughs> she definitely has that Elvis uh, look a little bit. She got the Elvis stamp. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, everybody. Hi, Steve. What's going on? How would I have to come back in and say, J.D., you have lost your damn mind? Are you telling me you wouldn't give it to Laverne Cock? <laughs> What's the matter with you? You know damn well you want to suck on those big old titties. You'll be lucky to slip her feet. 
<laughs> I'm right. not in the feet. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. Put on your snowshoes and go over there and give her some freaking hair, for Christ's sake. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with you? Put on your snowshoes and get over there. Care. That is a beautiful woman. Listen, well, I was I was never attracted to Angelina Jolie, so I don't know what to tell you. You were not attracted to Angelina. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Stephen, what is with Absolutely, utterly crazy to me. Well, Stephen, how could a man you. not be attracted to uh, Angelina Jolie? I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. He's not attracted to Angelina Jolie. He's not attracted to Laverne Cox. I mean, I mean, come on. Go ahead and be a damn man and show your penis. Right. All right. Well, there you go. You like the way she looked, right? I was going to say, what's wrong with a man like J.D.? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't understand it. <laughs> Listen, you All just... Right. Uh, it's, I don't know what to tell you. If you are not attracted to Angelina Jolie or Laverne Cox, you don't deserve a penis. <laughs> uh, Should we take away his penis? <laughs> Do you even like women? <laughs> How would ask him does he like women because he's not responding to me? Do you yes, like women? I like women. Yes. Give that man an eye exam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stephen A., thank you. Thanks, thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> He really gave it to you. He did. He did. I probably do need an eye exam. It's probably about that time. (laughs) By the way, our buddy, uh, Charlie Puth, I saw, performed in memoriam. He sang the theme from Friends. Boy, that kid can sing and play. What was he doing? Sitting at the piano during the in memoriam and just singing the theme from Friends? Yeah, he had a couple singers. I forget what their their band or whoever, what they call themselves. But, um, yeah, he was singing. He started doing that song from... uh, I guess it was Fast and the Furious that, um, you know, whatever that song was, and then it moved into the Friend song. Oh, wow. Nice version of uh, <laughs> wow. Fast and the Furious, J.D. Like, you know, uh, I like, felt like uh, I was there. there. I'll see Here's you Charlie again. Poot. Here's Charlie Poot. moving. Boy, that kid's a ball of talent. That is beautiful. Nice version of that. I wouldn't think he could do anything. Beautiful. I didn't see that part. I wish I had. Very nice. Kid's a real talent. I should have stuck with the piano lessons. Uh, well, I make st- up your mind. Is it the piano or guitar? Any of them. I mean, my, listen, my <laughs> piano teacher killed himself. Well, what was I going to do? Get a new one? <laughs> he killed himself. Would that have been wrong? <laughs> I don't blame him. I was such an asshole. <laughs> I drove this guy crazy before he died. And it was so weird because I hated taking piano lessons. I never practiced. Every week the guy would show up. I'd sit down and go, all right, play whatever song I was supposed to prepare. 
It was the same song every week for like five years. <laughs> and oh. we never progressed to another song. Uh, it was like, you know, when he, you know, like, did you practice? No, I didn't really practice. And he'd say to me, why are you taking lessons? Where's your mother? My mother hid in her bedroom when he came. <laughs> but what if he had said, wait, maybe you should change to another instrument. Would you have known? Give me a good No, no, I wouldn't have known anything. I didn't know. I was a dumb kid. My father had it in his head that I should play the piano, but I didn't practice. And then my father would come home and go, you're an idiot. Why am I paying for lessons? I go, I don't know. You don't practice. I go, I know. I don't practice. I don't want to practice. I just want to be good. Did you guys have a piano? So they had a piano yeah. for you. Yeah, wow. my sister was good. She took lessons. She progressed. She was pretty good. I sucked because I didn't practice. I didn't have that concept that, oh, if you practice, you'll get good. Like, I didn't yeah, understand you'll that. you'll enjoy it. It's not yeah. going to be fun until you can really play. I literally did not understand the concept of learning. Like, you start, like, it just, the world was a mystery to me. No one explained it to me. And I certainly did not have the ability to figure it out for myself. Mm. I was no Eddie Van Halen where I go, oh, okay. But, you know, Eddie Van Halen had a father who was a musician, so, like, like right. he was exposed, you know. I, I mean, it just didn't seem within my realm of possibilities. And then my mother came to me and she said, uh, Mr. So-and-so is dead. I go, what happened? He hung himself. I said, oh, she good. She told you that? Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, great. And then I realized how fucked up that was. I was happy because I didn't have to take piano lessons anymore. Like, I couldn't how even be sad about it. How old that happen? I was a little kid. I was a kid. Yeah. Well, they didn't sh didn't shield you from anything. <laughs> oh no, they were there. Yeah, teacher hung himself. <laughs> he never practiced. Oh, it was. I definitely thought I was the reason. It was no question. And I and to this day, I still believe I was the reason he killed oh, himself. No. Yeah, I do. Like I couldn't take it anymore. It's like if they're not going to let him quit, I'm just ending this. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. He's like, that little shit won't learn that fucking thing. <laughs> nice guy, too. I was, I, I imagine how fucked up that is. I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to take lessons anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's fucked up. I know. But I'm going to hope you didn't understand the concept of death. <laughs> no, I understood. He was gone. There was no more lessons. <laughs> I, I, I got that. I got that concept. Oh, dear. Yeah, I was like happy for him. He didn't have to teach me anymore. Poor guy was tortured. He was like, did you practice at all? I go, no, no. So I don't really know anything. I'm a beginner and I've been with you five years. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to jerk off. <laughs> I didn't even know how to jerk off. I had to go back to my room and figure that out. But, but you I, got good at that pretty quick, right? Yeah, I hung in there. <laughs> that I was willing to work at. That I understood. Um, I see Marianne, Marianne from Brooklyn sent me a beautiful... Uh, this was wild. I don't even understand this. She sent me... Hi, Marianne. Hi, Howard. Happy birthday. I love you Thank so you. much. She sent me a Dolly Parton birthday message for my oh, birthday. Oh, really? She got <clears> one of those... What is that place called? It well, no, a not cameo. a cameo. No, it it's not like a cameo. It's oh. a card. And Dolly sings uh, happy birthday and even says my name, but I don't know how they do it. Like, I guess 
I don't know. How do they do that, Marianne? I, I, I found this app on my phone, and you can sign up for a year, and I signed up, and I they had uh, Donny Osmond and Dolly Pond. They must have a contract with them, and I got you Dolly Pond because she had just been on the show, and it was such a great interview. I wanted you to have it. You're very hard to buy for, Howard. you got to see this. I, I, too bad you can't vi- visually uh, interact with this thing, but it's like Dolly's uh-huh. standing there with a big set and singing, but here it is. And by the way, behind her is big Howard lettering in the background. So it I don't even right? Big big yep. lights. Howard. Let's listen. Friends all around with cheers and wishes, candles on a cake that's just delicious. It's all for you today, cause it's birthday time. That's right, Howard. This one's for you. Cause it's birthday time. Happy birthday to you. I don't know how they exactly do it because I'm stupid about this stuff, but they must. The way I figure it is they lock Dolly Parton in a cage for a year and she has to sing every name in existence. I, it's the only that's thing I can think I'm of. That's what I'm thinking. How, um, that's exactly it. <laughs> But that, and I guess they can change the background behind her. It must be a green screen that which says Howard. Yeah. Yep. Shit. Woo. But it was pretty cool, actually. Thank you for that. I'm glad you like it. Did you like the other part of your gift, Howard? I adopted a manatee for you, and his name is Howie. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I love you so much, Howard. You're very hard to buy for, but I want to tell you the birthday show is fabulous. Dr. Lou was, like, incredible. He was talking about you and him buying Trojans. It was amazing. And um, I, I was thinking, uh, you know what, Howard? I, I'm the I'm the Howard, um, what's that, village person, because I keep my radio on 24-7. I don't really have a busy life. I'm always home. And I said, did Howard say he's live? And I went berserk, Howard, tweeting to everybody I know. And we have a village here, and we all keep telling each other so everybody could tune in and it played all day on Saturday. It was so great. And I think Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon together is better than them separately. And then they need you. And you should really do have with a lot of these break-ins because if you want to retire, maybe you can just sign a break-in contract or a couple of times a year. You yeah. can make him. And, you know? I've been thinking How's about this. The show is insane. It's fucking insane. Since How I got the I- COVID. I- <laughs> Since I got the COVID, I'm like, you know, I'm getting too old for this shit. I just want to be able to break in every once in a while. Maybe I could get serious to give me some sort of, like, I'll just call you on the phone, Robin. Robin, let's get on the air. Okay. Well, Howard, you got 120 more days left to this last contract, so we have to figure it out. I think yeah. breaking Howard would be yeah. very good. I think that we we want you to do what you want, when you want, yeah. when you hey, want, Hey, this Howard. is breaking Howard. All right. right. Thank you, Marianne. Wait, thank you for wait, the wait, Another contract, and Dr. Agus sent me a sign book, and Richard 
My posture is horrible. What's this? Uh, why, let me dissect that. What does she want to know about? Well, she was saying, do you know about all these things? There was uh, something about Richard Simmons sending out a birthday message on his 75th. and That I knew I about. I remember she, yeah, all the other stuff she mentioned. And something about my pasta, which I enjoy. I don't eat pasta anymore. You like pasta. <laughs> I like pasta, though. I did have pasta over the weekend as a treat to myself i did have a little bit of pasta hey um yeah you know that's funny she brings up richard simmons he did record i think a message or no no he sent out a written he, he message. sent out a written message wonder what the story is there that is one of the greatest hollywood mysteries this guy was such an outgoing i mean look we knew richard simmons for years and uh he would come on the show and you know mix it up and carry on it was was great and like all of a sudden, boom, completely cut off from society, gone. And then not there was seen. a speculation. He used to pop up everywhere, and all of a sudden, he's not seen anywhere. Like his whole life was, you know, that exercise and, you know, being a personality. I mean, it's just a mystery. And then there was this whole theory that his maid was keeping him a prisoner in the house, but that was debunked. I don't know. He just, I think what I, my theory is he had enough. Like, in other words, he was so outgoing and so involved. With, he just said, that's it. And, and also, I don't think he liked that he was getting older. Hmm. I don't think he liked the way he looked, maybe. You and, think he couldn't carry off the outfit anymore? I don't know. You know, Gary, short, you, shorts and all of that. Yeah, the short, yeah. I don't think like he. <laughs> You know, cellulite starts to set in at a certain point. <laughs> so, so you know, of course, I would book him on the show, and I reached out a couple of times about that, but then it just became obvious that he wasn't doing anything. And then I was worried about him, and, and we've talked about this in the past, but he was very kind to my family, very kind right. to my mother. He came to visit my brother when he was sick in the hospital. So I've probably three times written, you know, fairly heartfelt notes to him, like, hey, I just hope you're doing well. I really appreciate all you did. And I send him to a guy. And the guy sends me a note back and says, Richard says, thank you. So I don't know if Richard's mm. reading anything, if these are going in the garbage, but he always does wow. reply, Richard says, thank you. I got a Richard Simmons birthday message to Robin, but that's from uh, God knows where. How old is this thing? Robin! It's your birthday! <laughs> Ah, you're another year older. Ah, 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 another year older. Ah, 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 oh what God. happened to what happened to all that talent, Robin? Where does it go? I can imagine getting tired of having to be that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he burned out. I think he just was like exhausted from being Richard Simmons. And he was 75 or whatever he is, 70-something years old, and he's just beat. Yeah. He just said, you know what? I want to sit in my house, fuck exercise. <clears throat> Watch TV. Fuck. Yeah, and I'm sick of motivating. Yeah, yeah, like, like, and I'm sick of whatever, eat whatever you want. 
There you go. But anyway, he's uh, 75 years old and he's a complete recluse. It's like almost like, who was that famous actress that said, I want to be alone? Uh, Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo. Like, she was a great beauty. And then, like, she's got to a certain age where she didn't want any, the world to see her. They, she, I, I think she didn't want them to see her age. She wanted them to right. remember her Right, you know, age. even right. when she went out, she would have, like, a veil over her <laughs> face. She tried not to be seen. Yeah. Let's go to Upstate Jerry. Hey, Jerry. How are you? All right, pal. Doing well. Yeah. I, um, I, I figured out what it is that you'd like uh, Beth to do for you. And actually you gave it up and she confirmed it on, uh, on uh, the show that uh, I guess you would summarize by saying the hall pass show with Marianne and you. No, 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 nothing like that. It's just a little something I want that she doesn't know. Like I know, doing, but I, it was you, you said it during the show and your wife confirmed it. What was I it? I was listening well, I was listening real intensely because uh, Jimmy Kimmel was so into figuring this out. Like, he was obsessed. He's going to list it up against your door. Exactly. And, oh, uh, so tell us all. Stop Yeah, I mean, why up. the buildup? What is it? What you get? So, what, what, the, the, well, the buildup is, if you listen back to the show, you, ta- you start talking. You said to your wife, come on down here. You need to come down. I need to get permission from you if we're going to make this happen. So she comes downstairs. Yay, this guy is building well, up to what? Dude, just tell us. All the things you wanted to do. And when you mentioned tickle my balls, your wife's reaction was the giveaway right at that point. You could. I, no, right that's away. not it. I, I don't want my balls touched at all. I do not like my <laughs> balls touched. I, they're too sensitive. I don't need that. Are you just saying this because you no, promised her no. you wouldn't give it up? I well, won't give it up, but that's not it. it re- I, 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 I promise you it's not. <clears throat> Boy, that was a long buildup for that. The wrong answer. Yeah, no, it's a silly thing. I don't think my wife wants me to tell it because then it'd be embarrassing. her. They'd be like, well, why don't you do that for Howard all the time? But it's nothing she enjoys. And I'm, I'm in bed. I go with what a woman wants. I know what she likes. And I'm, ha- I'm perfectly happy to do it. And thrilled, and it feels great every time. You're not hungering for some other activity. No. That you really this need one, to feel pleasure. There's one thing I would really love to make as part of our repertoire. I'm hoping that when she gives me my birthday present and we do it, she will like it. Okay. And it will become part of our regular routine. This is my fingers crossed. But meanwhile, my whole birthday weekend went by. I was feeling shitty from COVID still. So I never collected on my birthday gift, but I know it's going to happen at some point. But now she's got her period. So God knows when I'm going to get any kind of sexual activity going. <laughs> I hope her you're period. alive. With this. Well, yeah, because I mean, uh, I noticed this period's now lasting like three weeks and then there's about two days where there's no period. Hey, you know it's what I mean? Like I mean it's Haley's like Haley's Comet. <laughs> I have like no window. Like, like once sometimes I go, I go, honey, she accuses me of wanting too much sex. And I don't think I'm over sex. I mean, I like it once in a while. And then, and then I'll go, honey, what about tonight? And she'll go, oh, I just got my period. I'm like, oh, uh, I c- can I check that? She goes, you want to see my tampon? <laughs> I go, honestly, yeah, I kind of do. You know, seems like a little too much activity down there. 
And I told you, Robin, I'm so heterosexual. I don't mind a woman having a period. I'm like, come on, bring it on. <laughs> Who cares? Well, let me I'm ask horny. you something. Um, you know that people have different kinds of sex drives. Yeah. So she can't necessarily say you're oversexed or want it too much. It's just how you want it. <laughs> she, she, she tells people I want it all the time. I don't want it all the time. I just want it, you know. I guess I want it more than she does, but look at me and look at her. So I get it, but. Oh, that's not the way it goes. I mean, you just have your, mm. your needs, you know, like she, yeah. she might need it a little less. But it's also, I think I'm shitty in bed. You know, I'm not that great. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't think she ever has said that. She says she's satisfied. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure I'm not that good at it. And most of the women good I, enough. <laughs> most of the women I know say I'm not that good. <laughs> well, I remember when you guys first started, you thought we have great chemistry. We do. We have a great um, time when we're in bed. All right, then. What are you worried about? It's all this uh, period. You know, I said all this blood. I said, you sure you're not a gunshot victim? She, maybe, you might, she might need a transfusion. <laughs> yeah, maybe you ought to go to a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares anymore anyway what do you, you do I you'll do. get it Whenever when you I... get it and you'll enjoy it and I can't wait for the gift it's going to be yeah. a big day but it's Look. so mundane if I told you you would laugh because you say oh I did that all when the time you said it was so mundane I said what is he talking about what could it be then it's said, mundane is it kissing <laughs> You know, it's funny too. You know, I'm I'm way more. Like, Beth has definite things. No, it's not kissing, but it, um, I don't know. There's just there's a lot of um, things that she doesn't want to do. So this is something, and it's not a crazy thing. It's not like okay. The, now she yeah. has to do it. Yes, she has to do it. I think I know it. what it is. All right, don't, let, let's let's drop it because it's getting embarrassing. <laughs> because if I because if, if you do guess it, you'll be like, "Oh, she doesn't want to do that for you." <laughs> you know, I'll look like a real loser. <laughs> uh, I'm exhausted from it all. I'll be honest with you. I'm exhausted. You're not exhausted from it all. How's your mom? I did am. you talk to your mom on your birthday? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. She was like, um, uh, she sent me a birthday card too. It was really funny, actually. She drew yeah. like little, she drew little hearts and he says, now I'm an honest toe. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I, I was speaking to her. I said, mom, I got your birthday card and your artwork. Remind me again. What did I do? <laughs> I said, you drew little hearts and you said, That's right. I did that. <laughs> you see? I go, Mom, you're o even with art, you're always the best at everything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, I did speak to my mom. It sounds she like she was, was up for your birthday and wanted you to be yeah, happy. No, she was, yeah, no, she was happy. She was like, um, how, uh, how, uh, Happy birthday, my son, my son. She's gotten very sentimental. And she, and yeah. then she, and then I see her memory still there. She goes, remember, 
We had a lot of good times. My mom feels like the years that I was stuck in that house was like really wonderful between, you know, I just couldn't wait to get the fuck out, but I don't want to tell her that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't tell her I was taking pills to sedate myself. You, Yeah, you had to take medication to stay there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and part of my problem was I, I was always trying to make sure my mom was happy because I know my mom yeah. was a, a depressed woman with a hard life. And it was just a lot of weight to carry. So, you know, but she always... We had such a good time together. Yeah, Mom, we sure did. Remember? We'd eat dinner together and watch the Mike Douglas show. That's because, you know, we didn't have anything to talk about. But I don't say that. You always had on the Mike Douglas show. And we would listen to music together. So one time, I mean, two times I had my mom in my room to turn her on to music. One time was that when Sgt. Peppers. became like a whole thing that... Was done all the time as far as yeah. Like the, when Sergeant Peppers came out, I came home from summer camp and I said, "Mom, you got to hear this album." And she sat with me in my room and she kind of liked it. And like that was like a mm -hmm. big memory of something we did together. And the other music evidently was Seals and Crofts. When I heard that, I thought my mom <laughs> would like it. She goes, "Remember, we sat in your room and listened to Seals and Crofts. That was a good time." I go, "Yeah, that was great." That song, Summer Breeze, makes me feel fine. And, and, and she went through the whole song, sort of singing, Wow, went through the jazz of your mind. You know, that, that is very good. That is a <laughs> yeah, good memory. Bit. I go, Mom, yeah. I go, Mom, you see, you got a good memory. Oh, yeah. Remember that song? And she goes, some of me. <laughs> I go, man, this is going to be a long phone call. We're going, we're, we're, she loves it. But she liked sitting in my room and seal that I yeah. turned around to Seals and Crofts. And she seemed to remember that. And I go, Mom, that was so great. Oh, well, it's too bad. We, Mom, I'm going to come over and visit you and I'm going to bring some music with me. I don't know. And then she got nervous. She was like, no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Wait a minute. It wasn't that good a time. No, I'm not looking for you. <laughs> I started yelling at her. I said, Mom, when the weather gets nice again, you got to start going outside, get some pressure. Listen, don't pressure me. Oh, Summer dear. breeze. <laughs> to take you out in the summer breeze <laughs> yeah that was a good album by the way i still maintain seals and crofts the album with summer breeze on it they had a lot of good songs summer breeze makes me feel fine going There were a couple of good tunes on that record. I remember listening. I bought the whole album and was like. Well, they were on Mike Douglas, weren't they? That was one of his, yeah. the groups he'd bring on to show he was hip. Yeah, but then those guys fucked up their whole career. They joined some religion and they started oh, screaming really? about they were against abortion and they did a whole album called Unborn Child. Oh. That was it. Then they weren't cool anymore.
I didn't know what had happened to them. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I was like, dude, did you have to go do that? Yeah, who's texting me? Should probably get out of here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I should get out of here. I see so many people on the phone, though. I feel guilty. Let's see. I'll give a couple more. All right. Ask Napkinhead real quick. Go ahead. Uh, Howard, happy holidays. Thank you. And uh, I don't know if you got my gift card thing. Was that? I, I sent you a gift kind of card thing. Did you get it? I didn't get it, to be honest with you. But that's all right. You don't have to send me a gift interns? card. I'll check with people, but I didn't get it. But thank you for that. And please, uh, Ed, save your money. Doing? I worry you, don't have, you don't have a lot of money. You don't need to be sending me gift cards, okay? It was only a couple dollars. But how is Mushu? Mushu's fine. What about Walter and Betty? They're great. Walter's great. Love Walter. Ah, stop. <laughs> Naming all my cats. He's a character, I that know. guy. He's a character. I love that cat Walter so much. Yeah. And yeah. Oh my God! It's a love affair. He's like seventeen years old. Oh, if anything happens to him, that's it. Wow. I'm done. I love that little boy so much. Oh, I can't handle it. I don't know what it is. He looks at me. I brush his belly every day. I take care of him every day. Mushu too. Got a nice relationship with these cats. Yeah. And they don't ask too much of me, you know, so it's so beautiful. I don't have much left to give. I'm kind of burnt out. <laughs> kind of spread thin, is that what you're saying? Yeah, and the cats just look at me, I give them a couple of treats, and then I can leave. You know, I can walk out. That's why I've always loved cats over dogs. They don't mm -hmm. want much. You don't even have to walk a cat. They they know to go no. shit in a box. They're so grateful yeah. to be there. It's a miracle. Every time I see that, I can't believe that the cat knows to go shit in the box. All you have to do is show it to him. Once. That's it. What a fucking miracle. Now, I read a whole article about the dude who invented kitty litter. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was I, I forget what it was. I think I said I talked about it on the air, but it was a dude who was selling some farming products. It was He didn't know it was kitty litter. He didn't know cats would go in it. And all of a sudden, somebody had bought this, and so their cat was going in it. And the guy realized, oh, my God. Now cats can be indoor animals. Before wow. that, they couldn't be. It's an unbelievable story. Don't you remember when we were in Washington and I tried to teach Fred to shit in a box? <laughs> I said, Fred, Fred is untrainable. My... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Fred. <laughs> and... um yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what happened. Kitty litter. Awesome. Wow. Because I, you know, like when I first got a cat, I was like, well, how do you train it to where to go to the bathroom? So I, nope. I no effort. put them in the litter box and they never had a problem. And I thought, Here's that's the thing. amazing. Because we're involved in this animal rescue. We get hear from people all the time. Our cat won't, we have to get rid of our cat. She keeps shitting on the couch and blah, 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 blah. And we explain to people, we go, listen, asshole. First of all, that's your family member. Stop giving up so easily. Number one, 
I'll bet you your your either your litter box is in an area filled with chaos. Turns out it's always like too many little kids around. Mm-hmm. They leave the litter box where the cat can't have a little bit of privacy, or they leave it too near the food, or they haven't gotten the cat a medical checkup. The cat's trying to say I'm in distress, something's right. wrong, yeah. or they're, they're you know there's something hurting. We had a cat that used to leave a little pellet all the time. Couldn't figure out why he was shitting in the house. My cat Charlie, rest in peace. And it turned out he was having a whole tizzy uh, with uh, a cat outside that used to visit through the window. Uh-huh. And once we uh, put him in a different room, he was fine. You know, people just don't want to take the time to take care of their cats. or You just want yeah. to get rid of them when, the, when things get a little difficult. Yeah, it's crazy. Anybody want to hear from Bobo or should we just go? Well, if you make me, if you twist my arm, I'll say okay. <laughs> you like Bobo, though. Come on. I love Bobo. All right. <laughs> All right, Bobo, you got your opportunity. Here he is, Bobo Thanks, from Alan. Florida. Um, I just got to say, you know, for everybody to get their PSA test, because remember, I, I had the biopsy last year. Well, I got my second one. I ran in the new year with it, and it came back higher. It went from a point, uh, 4.03 to 4.31, and now they're setting me up for radiation. I'm going to start mid-February. I'm going to oh. go for radiation. Yeah, so Doctor A. What do you? Well, well, so hold on, fine. you got you got you got cancer. Yeah, where? I have my prostate. Remember, I went on the air with you, and you put different doctors on, or different people came oh. on talking about it. And you got you prostate cancer. It. Yeah, it was the lowest of lows. It was a, like a six on the Gleason scale, and now it went uh, two of the quadrants came back as seven, a three plus four. So my uh, surgeon and Dr. Agus both recommended that, uh, you know, I get um, radiation. So oh. uh, Dr. Agus has been so helpful to me back when he says, just tell everybody I'm involved with you. And I sent him all my paperwork. And in mid- mid-February, so what I, I asked him to do is to look into proton radiation. That's what I want to do because that's groundbreaking. And they use it a lot to treat children. And it's a most precise uh, therapy, advanced form of radiation. That's what uh, Rudy Giuliani had, right, Robin? He didn't want to lose his yeah. ability to fuck. Yeah. And uh, I was going remember... to ask Bobo what kind of radiation he was going to get. So thank you yeah, for sharing. So, well, Bobo think, needs yeah, to I fuck. I mean, on. you know, he's got a. He's... <laughs> Women would be devastated. Yeah. Yeah. So, listen, couldn't. Yes. I'll tell you the truth. No jokes here on this subject because I would really be panicked. Cancer is a scary thing. Yeah. And I know they have a high cure rate with prostate cancer, but let's face it. Guys want to be able to still fuck and jerk off. I mean, it's yeah. one of the few joys in life. And, uh, you know, a lot of doctors will say, hey, why don't you just be aggressive about it and take that fucking prostate out? Next right. thing you know, you, you know, you're not even, but you can't I even get a jism. Think it's necessary when it's, you know, I don't know that what low. they've said about how aggressive this is because. You had the first test last year, and then this year it yeah. was, yeah. Yeah, he so said, no, they all said, thank God you're on top of it. You know, you're, you're still low, but it went from low to moderate. He says, but, but you know, there's other people that we didn't all have right, conversation. All uh, right, Bobo Puppet wants to say Why? something. He has uh, something he wants to say. Let I mean, go ahead. it would be a shame to lose me because I am a pussy destroyer. <laughs> I would not want to deprive women of my big, thick, veiny member. Right. Okay. Bubble puppet. Thank you. Yeah, Thank we got to take care of that. 
Hey, Bobo Puppet, I see you've got a gigantic Santa Claus-style beard. Uh, is the real Bobo actually I think it's the radiation. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, that's radiation. The radiation was, uh... is starting to ha take a toll on my beard. All right. Your thoughts. All right, Bobo, be safe. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank yeah. You. yeah. All right, it's enough. I don't want to get too depressed. I don't want to lose Bobo. Mm. Oh, it sounds like they... Um, I, the only thing I'm amazed is how did Bobo contact Dr. Agus? That is, uh, you know, Dr. Agus is too exposed, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to go into hiding. <laughs> All right, let's end the show on Stephanie. Stephanie, you're, uh, you've got the floor. Hey, Howard. Happy birthday. Thank you. I Thank you. Um, I just uh, lost my dad two years ago, and I just want to thank you because he gave us one of our best memories. Um, I've been listening to you for almost 40 years because you were on K-Rock when he drove me to school. Um, I even interviewed with Kathy Tobin <laughs> for it to be an intern for you. Um, but anyway, sorry. So when you had your book signing at Barnes & Noble, I went, uh, I went there. But by the time I got there, there was, you know, as you know, an enormous line and people were spilling into the street. It was like a parade. Um, so I gave up on the idea of waiting a line. I just hung out to see if I could see you when you got there. And in this sea of people, I, out of nowhere, I see my father. And, um, it was just one of our, I was like, dad, you know, and, and, um, it was a real great, great, uh, well, there you go. Great. Thank you for Thank that, you. Stephanie. I'm glad your father and you had this bonding experience at the book signing. It was like <laughs> a Woodstock. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. <laughs> I'm reading some of the fan mail here from last week. Fans had a lot of fun hearing me play Shannon Sharp's podcast intro of Cat Williams. People seem yeah. to like that. Oh, my goodness. That was that some was... intro. Evidently, this must be a thing. This guy, Shannon Sharp, who has a podcast, does uh, these over-the-top kind of introductions to people. Is that what he has to do to get people on? <laughs> Maybe. I, I'm thinking of going on the show just to get an introduction. <laughs> Howard, I love when you guys goof on Shannon Sharp's ridiculous introduction for Cat Williams. It's so great. Who knew Cat Williams invented fire? Um, <laughs> please don't stop with Cat Williams' introductions. I'm laughing my ass off. When Howard said he could breathe in space, I lost it. You guys fucking rock. There you go. People like that. Uh, yeah, Cat is uh, by far not the only person Shannon Sharp talks up like like with the big time crazy on his podcast club, Shay Shay. Here he is introducing uh, Stephen A. Smith. For real, this is a... Um... Okay. He's a legendary sports journalist, a featured commentator, premier analyst, famed host, veteran reporter, podcaster, actor, writer, executive producer, businessman, New York Times best-selling author, one of the most recognizable on-air personalities, not just sports personalities, personalities on television, a cultural icon, and he's also an HBCU alum, Stephen A. <laughs> Smith. Wow. Wow. The uh, intro is almost as long as the interview. But don't you think, like, like, I've done a lot of stuff in my career, you know, and it seems to me if I went on there, I'd get the same intro as these other guys. Right. And, uh, and it's it kind almost of becomes a joke when he's, it's like, oh, is that made up or is he just trying to be funny? You know, it sort of diminishes what you've done. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith, first pilot to cross the Atlantic. Yeah. Can do long division in his head. Doesn't need the piece of paper from the blue book. 
built the Panama Canal, inventor of the light bulb, Jedi master and fifth level Thetan, Scientology. Can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. Stephen A. Smith. That's some intro. Here's the intro to Steve Harvey. He's one of the most recognized and beloved global entertainers in the world. One of the most powerful voices in media. He's an Emmy Award winning TV personality and talk show host. Yeah. Cured polio. New York Times bestselling author. Mm -hmm. National Association of Broadcaster Hall of Famer. He has a... Brought back dinosaurs using blood from a mosquito. On the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. A Baptized the Pope. I'm a legend. Top rated per radio personality. Yeah. Broke the color barrier in baseball. A popular game show and TV host. Yeah. Producer, actor, writer, fashion entrepreneur, Dang. media mogul, investor, yeah. motivational speaker. And his semen tastes like caviar. <laughs> innovative business leader. Damn, active humanitarian and global philanthropist. Yeah. A true, true renaissance man. No and can read minds, invented the circumcision, and created oxygen. None other than the great Steve Harvey. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty See, intense. I wouldn't guess that he's talking about <laughs> Steve Harvey. Yeah. With you that introduction, of, it really isn't yeah. that personal. Uh, he he says this is what he calls uh, giving the guest flowers. In other words, but it's got to be somewhat realistic. Yeah. No? Here's Shannon introducing DJ Khaled. You know. It's way over the top. He's a multi-talented music producer, a world-renowned DJ, Grammy award-winning mega producer, multi-platinum recording artist, a music... Invented the electric guitar. Industry visionary, a global figure, pop... Invented Julius Caesar. Sensation, bonafide hit maker, New York Times best-selling author. He has... Negotiated Middle East peace between Israel and the a Arabs. star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, a Fought Muhammad Ali blindfolded and won. speaker, a guru, a positively, a philanthropist. Now he's a golfer. Actor, entrepreneur, record. Zero hairs on his cock show. Label executive, radio personality. Talk Shakespeare had a right. Innovative influencer. The Destroyed the Death Star. King, the Quincy Jones of hip hop and RB. No Split the atom just for fun. Then DJ Khaled. And nice. plucked his nose hairs this morning. Right. <laughs> all, all of that in one day. <laughs> that is some intro. Good Lord. Uh, people like uh, comedian Craig Gass on the show with his stories of Cat Williams and um, just his comedy stories in general. Yeah. People enjoy him. Craig had such a great segment today, Howard. I'm still laughing about the Kiss Cruise story. Yeah, that was a good one. Great to hear Craig back on the show. He was awesome today. Never realized how much his real speaking voice sounds like Tom Arnold naturally. Yeah, yeah, there is a similarity there. That's why he does such a good impression. Yeah, he does a great Tom Arnold. He's a great guy. Not only is he an impressionist, but he a lot of people don't know this. He uh, brought Jon Snow back from the dead. Uh, Craig Gass assassinated the Archduke Franz Ferdinand and uh, was an Eagle Scout and a nuclear physicist. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, as a 10-time Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest winner, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Craig Gass. Who also got a man pregnant. Did I mention that? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. First time that ever happened in history. Yeah, he's an amazing guy, Craig Gass. Did I, did I mention he delivers gifts to children all over the world in one single night in December? Yeah. <laughs> it's a true. Anyway, I got to get out of here.
this is way too long a show. I am very excited tomorrow to bring you Green Day. They will be performing. They have a new album out. <gasps> Those boys time can rock. For Green Day, yes. Green Day. They're going to play their asses off. And we'll talk a little bit, see how the boys are doing. Yeah, we haven't talked Great to them band. in a while. Yeah. Legendary band. Well, and, you better uh, get your intro together. <laughs> Green Day. Yes, Robin, you're absolutely right. Green Day. What can I say about them? They're a legendary band. They, um, oh God, I wouldn't even have the energy. That guy's good. Club Shay Shay. I got to go on there and see what he says about me. I've done a lot of shit. They walk on water. Green Day walks on water. I've seen them. <laughs> People soon won't want to come on this show. We don't have a good enough intro for them. That's right. It's like you say nothing about me. Green Day. Not only are they accomplished musicians and great songwriters, but they won the first 17 Super Bowls as a band. <laughs> Also, they introduced Mary Todd Lincoln to Abe Lincoln, Green Day. As a band, they have met with many presidents, vice presidents. They were the first band to play in a submersible on the way to the Titanic. It's unbelievable what this band has accomplished. They, they snorted more ants than Ozzy Osbourne in the, back in the day when that kind of thing was happening. Green Day wrote and directed Breaking Bad, a huge television show, and then went on to create Better Call Saul. Green Day, in addition to 97 hit albums, 47 Grammys, and billions of dollars in touring dollars, their music has been known to heal leprosy in India. They also wrote and directed, oh, I, I told you, they taught Paul McCartney how to play bass wow. when he was a little boy, yes. Um, also, Green Day led a nonviolent resistance to give India independence, <laughs> which is a very little known fact. Green Day, yes. Green Day, in addition to Grammys, Emmys, uh, Academy Awards, also invented the Internet back in the day. Green Day. Green Day can wipe perfectly with a single square. They've never used more than one square when wiping their ass. Oh, wow. Green Day. That's right. Yeah, we got to start giving people a better introduction. <laughs> Green Day's amazing, Robin. Did I mention they have 42 inches of collective penis length between the three of them? I didn't know that. Yes, and also That's they invented amazing. penicillin. That's a little known fact. <laughs> Green Day. Did I mention they built the Great Wall of China? This could go on no, and on. No, Maybe tomorrow when Green Day comes in, I'll just give them such a long introduction, they'll, they'll, they'll never even get on. They'll never play. <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong invented... Billy Joe Armstrong invented the letter R. All wow. three members of Green Day signed the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. It's Amazing. True. Yeah, I believe it was, uh, I think it was Billy Joe who created the Paragatheum Theorem uh, when he was still in uh, grade school. <laughs> the Pythagorean theorem, theorem. Whatever. You don't I'm have to get it right. I've been listening to Shannon Sharp. He, he garbles yeah, he, a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> The, you got to say it real fast so nobody tell you. Yeah, Green Day painted the Sistine Chapel in five minutes. What? <laughs> what did he just say? Anyway, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.